trying to see if there's any stories. I saw that one of the Paul brothers got arrested. That's right. That poor guy. I just don't know the details about it. So we're here on location once again at Hourglass Brewing. It's our week today. We're back in action. Live bitches. Live. Doing our live show. No longer stuck in the bunker. Although that's probably going to continue just because it's easier to get things done. Um, so we're trying out some new technology. We've got the, the microphone here. We've got the, the camera. And we're out and about. I still look like I'm in a bunker. That's the, that's the look that I'm going for. Have you for. gotten a haircut since you? No. No? no He's just going like to let it go. Yeah, so we find a cure. You should have just let it go like all over. You should have yeah. just like angry or dirty man bet. Have you ever seen that movie Knocked Up? Where the guy takes a bet. He can't, he can't shave or get a haircut until um, for, for like a full year. And he ends up looking like Moses at that's the end. <laughs> it's like completely a wreck. But that's funny. Um, so we're out here. We got some stuff to talk about. We uh, had a show last night from the bunkers, and uh, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world today. It's our week today. This is episode 24, so we're happy to be here. Episode 24, and um, yeah, I couldn't be any happier than I think that uh, I've gotten some great feedback from a couple friends. Yeah, that, that's surprising. Yeah, like the pictures <laughs> and the, the. I don't know. I I, I think that. We only keep doing better and better, and uh, yeah. we're, we're only going to keep improving. We talked a little bit about the consistency and how important it is when you're, you know, basically you're creating a brand. you got to make sure that you stick to your principles and uh, continue to deliver content, whatever it is. So you've got to remember to always man those social media accounts and, again, like update, take pictures, put that stuff out there. Whatever one of us is doing that that could be interesting and uh, maybe even has some current event stuff. We just found out today that um, the uh, Republican National Convention this year might be in Orlando. Um, if that's the case, we will be there. Apparently, the governor's really trying to get that done. And it's so funny because the, I found that story in the Orlando Weekly, which is a like hard left publication. It, it has everything, but they're not they're not shy about the politics. Um, so they uh, <laughs> they're kind of sad. Like they they don't want that to happen. They don't want it to come to the uh, convention. I would love it just because it's something for us to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you, anything, as you without know, even taking a side. That's right. We got press credentials for a rally. <laughs> I would like to do that for any politician who holds a rally. I think it'd be good to go cover that and see what people are like and uh, the kinds of questions that they're asking their candidates and stuff. Um, but that's to come. I think it's probably August or September when that's probably going to happen. So if it does end up coming to Florida or if it comes to Orlando, then we'll do our best to, to get on the docket. From my understanding, uh, Trump is looking at this as a strategic move because he gets to go second. So it forces the Democrats to have to go first, okay. whether they choose to have a convention or not. I don't see them not doing it. Um, but there was, there was that thought because of how the COVID lockdowns mm -hmm. were going that yeah. they might cancel and make a virtual or something stupid and horrible like that. I hope they do have a live one. They deserve it. We know um, where you stand. Uh, <laughs> to make a virtual, that would be an automatic L. Like, to not have a, I don't know. Well, that's the reason they had to move the, uh, that's the reason the governor of North Carolina decided he wasn't going to host, they weren't going to do the Republican convention in Charlotte. It's because he uh, essentially wasn't going to let everybody get together and host one another. So, um, he wasn't going to be responsible for another outbreak within that area. He said it was too important to his constituents, too important to their families, uh, that 
they don't have a, a secondary outbreak. That's a fair concern, but there are states where the outbreak was not that serious. Mm -hmm. So my point is that there would always be a location as a backup. Yeah. Um, so I just couldn't see the Democrats not finding a location as a backup. Um, go to Hawaii. I don't know. Go to, anywhere. Go to Alaska. Uh, I, I don't think the governor of Hawaii would let that many people go to Hawaii. <laughs> well, already, I mean, they're as dependent as they are on tourism. Somehow, they're still doing okay, um, but they're they're not letting tourists just visit. You have to like live there to go there right now, and that's probably going to be one of the longer holdouts, unfortunately, because um, you know it's it's a beautiful place and it's secluded, so you'd think that. It would be a good place to have a lot of people get together. But I mean, you could do a convention in like any big enough setting, as long as it was, it was outdoors and people, you know, did their social distancing thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, trust me, I, I'm not going to be the, the party logistics person. I'm not going to um, speculate on what they could do. But um, I, I think <laughs> I, the Republicans are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to have they're going to have a convention. But there's I, a, yeah, there's no they're, way they're, they're going to. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, I hope they do pick Florida, just because it's Florida. It's like, I love this state. I love the reputation we have because it keeps people away from the state. <laughs> so the weirder, it's not true. yeah, no, it really it's not does. true. Like everybody from California is like, are we moving? And they're like, yeah, but they won't even think about Florida. <laughs> they think about te they think about Texas and Denver. Still too dangerous. Like yeah, well, exactly. It's, it's not, we, have, it's not, we have that rep. It's not uh, open enough. It's not. It's not liberal enough, and it hasn't been for kind of a long time. Neither is Texas. Texas has one. Like, yeah, but you got pockets. I think. They do. They absolutely pockets do. Pockets Around San Antonio, Austin is definitely one of the most yeah. liberal cities I've ever been yeah. to in my life. It's, it's just, a purple city, though. Yeah. Just like this one. Just like um, Denver, or not Denver? Yeah. Uh, Denver. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. In general, I mean, Denver's super purple. Awesome uh, city. Denver and, and Colorado in general have kind of this. Um, laissez-faire kind of approach to things like drugs um, but when it comes to business and law enforcement things like that you'll see a lot of activity so I feel like that's a, it strikes a nice balance between doing what you want to do and leaving other people alone leaving other people out of it um, but yeah their the politics are pretty pretty mellow the road the girls wearing pajamas well I mean it's pajamas you got to be comfy out here the one thing that our listeners may not know, uh, that the number one place for conventions in this country is Las Vegas. Yeah. Number two is Orlando. That's right. So the we, Orlando we, we are definitely a city that should be considered, no matter what, even mm -hmm. for the Democrats. If the Republicans don't do it, I'd be crazy to have it in the same state. Florida <laughs> imagine? is, well, that's what they should do. I think they should have them the same weekend. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's get down. Let's, let's just do it. Yeah. Same city, same, yeah. Um, yeah, Nashville, Vegas, and um, I think somewhere in Colorado was another option for the Republican convention. Um, can't remember exactly which, which one. Las Vegas for sure should be. Vegas, yeah. For sure. And that just goes right up to, you know, the whole Trump persona, you know. Was Vegas um, in 2016, did they vote for Trump? Did, that, did, did he win ne that? Nevada? Yeah, Nevada. I don't know. I said Vegas. Yeah. I don't know because I don't remember. I think Arizona did. Nevada did. Arizona is definitely right. Yeah, for now. I don't think that they're switching over. There's a lot of uh, talk about. I think Minnesota's up for play. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I think there are more people who are united in their hatred for Trump. Um, 
no matter what's going to happen in the last I think if you're a local, week. you have to look at, like, how did our leadership allow this? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for them, if, like, yeah, how did, uh, if you're a passionate, just col- I vote for the color and letter only person, <laughs> you're in a tough position, man, because are you going to just keep voting for the same people that caused under their leadership, maybe not caused, but under their leadership allowed what happened yeah. to happen? I think people are starting to wake up to the fact that there's, it's, it's not so much that there's like two big parties, it's that there's one big party and it just matters on what you're going to vote for who represents, who, who you think represents your values the most. And um, it's, it's not fair because again, we talked about it last night, going down the down ballot and just picking the same people um, who, 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 who don't change anything, don't actually uh, earn votes. They just ride the coattails of the, the candidate at the top. Um, so it's, it's not a very independent way of thinking, and I think it's, it's detrimental. There's so many, and we, we touched on this uh, in the last episode, um, but I saw this in a lot of the California podcasts of people admitting, they're like, dude, I had no idea who the mayor of L.A. was, and I lived in L.A. for never. <laughs> they had no idea. They didn't know anything. But these problems, like when it comes down to it, when it's like such a big problem you're forced into politics there's a saying that i've heard it's not mine that says um if you're not into politics i'm definitely butchering the saying but mm-hmm. it's like if you don't empower for it yeah exactly <laughs> paraphrasing if if you're not into politics politics will be into you is like the basics about okay. it is that yeah if you're not uh if you don't learn if you don't participate it, no matter what it's going to participate in you yeah. and 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 we we see this around the country first with the lockdowns, obviously sure. we got to see how different forms of government and leadership handled them. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is going to be something that will change the voting style of people. Okay. I, I have faith in people not just voting down ballot as much anymore because they may have voted for someone who is doing something that they totally disagree with. Yeah. In a in a in an emergency mode, which is the most important time you need a leader. I know. Like holding your nose and voting for somebody isn't the same as voting for them. You know? Like just we're never gonna see a resolution to the um the terror read thing. People are just basically looking at that and saying there's no way that it's true and they're gonna vote for Biden regardless of his past, um, because he's not Trump. And again it's that's a large portion of the of the voters is I, the, I is the anyone agree. but Trump. I agree, and, and that that strategy to me is silly. It could um, work. It could no. work. <laughs> you don't think so? No, um, I think that there's too many moderates that are up for play that are more important than the anyone but Trump. And moderates like don't like myself. I I would never follow that. Mm-hmm. Like I have to listen to your ideas, and. Dr. Joe Jorgensen, the new That's right. um, candidate. Jorgensen. Jorgensen, yeah, the, the sorry. Libertarian the Libertarian candidate has finally been announced, and I like a lot of what she's saying. Where does she teach? She's a psychology professor. That I don't know. Yeah, she's a uh, – it's like her dream job. She's she been, loves it. She she's been it. part of the Libertarian Party since the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is someone that in a debate can dominate. Maybe. I, I think so because for this reason – she has a story and backing for any topic that has to do with real life. Hmm. She's lived through it. She knows it. She's passionate. She's not that old. So that's kind of interesting to see that much 
application of like practical knowledge and wisdom. Uh, and I'd like to see her debate. Honestly, I don't think she's going to debate anybody on the national level. Top of a ticket, she's not going to get the opportunity. She should. To do so, but hey, why don't you write her a nice letter and say I think you need to. <laughs> oh, she's doing all the podcasts. She's Maybe doing. There's a chance we might get yeah. it for a half hour. Let's um, let's reach out to her and see what. Oh, yeah. I don't see why that wouldn't work. Hey, we're uh, we're just getting it's started in this thing base. too. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And the, the, and the independent the, business. People. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other categories you, the, you could put yourself in. Fraternity world. Yeah. Like you well. can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're a leader in that world to to an extent. Oh my gosh. That, it, you're well connected in that world. I should say. Uh, not necessarily. We're a, ours is a kind of an unconventional fraternity, and by that I mean with a lot of members. Yeah. There's a, a lot of active people, but my point is we were the first, one of the first ones to be like, you know, it's, it's not necessarily if you, if you're, you know, black or gay or any of these other things, you can still be a part of the club as long as you pay your dues and you do what is expected of you, you know? <laughs> definitely, so, definitely have met some uh, yeah. gay members from the club and they're awesome. Yeah. So shout out to my boy, Jason in New York. There you go. <laughs> I think we sit next to him at a wedding. One of your guys' weddings. It's interesting that that keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, I think it's awesome. He's, yeah. he's fucking a great guy, man. That is one entertaining person. Very to say so. the least. I used to have a joke with him. He's like, do you ever, like, see yourself doing what you're doing? Because it reminds me of, like, a cartoon character. <laughs> he always laughed at that, so I thought that was, was cool. I think he is, like, a cartoon character. Yeah. But he's in a good way. That's right. That's right. We're not here to make anybody feel bad. It's just... Nah, nah. It's just trying to be Some people, but not here. Not here. Um, so, yeah, I, I am, I'm kind of excited that there is finally a third option. Um, I just... Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. I'll learn about her. Even... Even... This should be someone that the Bernie people can look at, um, the people that just feel that when you hear someone like Joe Biden speak right now in 2020, uncomfortable. Well, like it's almost like elder abuse to an extent, like of some of the ridiculousness he says, which Trump says too, right? Yeah. But I don't see, and I don't want to use dementia because that's not, that's something serious. I've had my, one of my grandmothers unfortunately had it. And it's something, it's just, it's just cognition has been declining and that is not debatable. It's on video. It's, it's out there. And that's just a hard sell on someone that's like, yo, you're about to be the leader of of the most powerful nations ever existed on earth. On top of that, it's one of the most stressful jobs in the world. Yeah. Like, are you sure? The good thing about that is that he's been in government in some position like being a senator i could argue that's a negative because he's been useless for a long time in some opinions you can say that for like if people look at certain uh laws that may have been passed while he was there yeah and and people forget that a lot of the rage or the outrage and the responses to what's happened recently um, racial profiling etc just goes back to the 1994 crime bill and we're like hold on you do realize that this is going to be a major problem for Biden, right? It's going to be, he's going to have to talk about it with every, every real debate. I'm not saying that what he weathered so far wasn't real debate, but no, those are sh- no, friendly shots. No one saw him as a threat. And so now he's going to have to go up against somebody who is a born fighter 
and <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> right to take out the most ruthless debater I've ever seen in my life. It's not that he's even good, but like, not that he's we, good. Not that he's good. At it. He just he just yells at you. <laughs> ruthless. <laughs> but he he will get some talking points. And the way that his uh, ego is, he's like, oh, that's going to stink. So he remembers that shit. Yeah. Like, like you're right. He, it doesn't necessarily it mean that it's is, good. It is going to be effective. awesome. And we got to do a live show, not necessarily at uh, an establishment like this, but I think we really got to do our homework and understand when the, the debates, like the actual, like not primary debates, but the actual presidential debates are going to happen and really pay attention to those and, uh, and see what happens because it's going to be, I think, more entertainment than trying to change anyone's mind. Well, I think that's good on the political talk. I know some yeah. people aren't here for that, but um, well, the, the debates are coming. The election is coming. So we're just getting warmed up because that's definitely something that we enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, I find what I hear. before I leave this topic or we leave this topic is I finally heard for the first time a decent argument for why politics shouldn't be spoken. And that argument was around small children. Okay. And that the argument made sense to me because they're too young to understand. And instead of like I I'm trying to I'm trying to um, word this correctly, but the children basically just parrot what the parents are saying. Yeah. And they're not able to comprehend some of the complicated issues. We're able to hear someone countering their parents' view. Yes. So if you have a anyone but Trump person, I feel sorry for their kids if their kids are subject to listening to that rhetoric from their parents. It depends at all on times. how old they are. It depends on by kids I mean anybody I ten and under. Okay. Eleven and under even. It could be even more dangerous if that kid like follows politics and like studies or like reads the news like i did probably a lot more of that than i should have when i was 11 12 but i i see what you're saying like a younger child who really shouldn't be focused on what makes adults mad at each other you know i heard this recent, on like positive things <laughs> i heard recently this came up because someone heard their seven-year-old they they do uh He's divorced from his mom, or not okay. divorced, but they're not together, but they do, they share the parenting. Yeah, co-parenting. Co-parenting, right? I can't think of the word. Joint custody. And and they have a great relationship mm -hmm. with parents, so it's not ugly or anything. But yeah. the kids said something like, Donald Trump is horrible, or something like that. Okay. And the dad looked at him, and he felt almost like grossed out in the sense of like, that's not you speaking. Yeah, you that's don't, you listening to your mom and her boyfriend. You don't just know talking yeah. shit about Trump. You don't, you don't know. You don't know who that you is. Don't know anything you don't, about you, it. What are you doing? You, you're you're voicing an opinion you don't have. That you don't have, but it's someone else's that you're parroting yeah. now, and it's formulating at, at like the most crucial years of your development. You're just right. you're just in this world of like repeating stuff that's around you, which is what all kids are, right? Mm -hmm. But. Most, most parents, I, at least for, you know, as long as they can stand it, they try to censor themselves and not introduce the same kinds of language that you and I would use uh, to their kids. That's just, you know, hopefully that's the case. If they're really bad parents, then they just kind of go off. And, you know. it, was just, it was just interesting to see that because I, I always thought maybe you could have those talks with kids, but you really can't. Like, I remember a, a personal story is at uh, 
at like the height of when I was working with ADT, great job. And I remember for one of my brother's birthdays, and he's probably turning like eight or nine. Okay. I would say at that time, maybe yeah, eight or nine. And I got him a really nice watch, probably like a three hundred dollar watch. Wow. Now my brother's smart enough <laughs> that he's like, you know, this is too much responsibility. I can't. He literally, he literally was mature enough to say, <laughs> I can't do this. Like. Wow. I play outside. Like, where, had, where am I supposed to wear this? Like, so, I'm not taking it to school so I can get beat up and have it stolen. <laughs> my point is that not all kids have that within them. And I felt like maybe he would have tried. Or, sounds like a mature guy. Sounds yeah, like he leaves to go to the Army on Monday. So I'm yeah. going this weekend to see him oh, say fantastic. the goodbyes. Yeah. So he is a mature guy. Like he's someone that knew about tanks at the age of eleven and twelve, and he's teaching me shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he's following his passion. But Good. the point of that story is that, like, at that age, you you don't know where your kids are, and in, in the sense of um, how they see the world. Like you get an idea of it, yeah. but you're not gonna know. If you're just parroting shit you see on the news and you're not really educated on the subject, yeah. and that's what your kid is getting, like, I don't know. Like, I feel now I understand why politics should not be brought up. And then the story was brought up of, like, my nana, not mine, and, this, and the same person telling the story, was his nana, now 90 years old, he goes, I still don't know to this day who she votes for. Yeah. Like, they always would ask, like, who are you voting for? Mickey like Mouse and Donald sphinxes. Duck. People ask, people ask me, people ask you, they're like, well, I can tell you, but <laughs> I'll tell you, you won't believe and me. we'll have a good conversation <laughs> about it. But like, I always, and, and it came from the famous Dave Chappelle skit mm-hmm. of like, who you voting for? Right, I tell yeah, you, come on, dude. It's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> ask me all these personal questions for That's right. So, I didn't understand uh, that. I always thought, I made fun of it too. I'm like, oh, why don't they talk about it? But that's I see another very, side that I understand. Yeah, that's a very American thing. It is. It really is. A very white American thing. Okay. Because the black person will tell you who they're voting for. I'm not going to say no. Uh, (laughs) Same same Dave Chappelle. Sometimes your friends know you better than you know yourself. (laughs) Sometimes. And sometimes stereotypes are based on reality. Are based on reality, yeah. Not all of them, but a good amount. Yeah. Not that they're good, but um, sometimes you, you, you do find out more things about yourself than you bring it up in conversation and, and politics is one of those kind of sticky subjects where um you find out more about people that you didn't know we apologize for the technical difficulties but part of the game one just tripped over a wire or something on his way to the bathroom wireless or internet wireless wire. oh that's right using wireless internet using wi-fi for the establishment that's why that happened fight the establishment <sighs> damn the man Brown power? Is that where we say that? (laughs) Um, We got a lot of runners. A lot of runners are coming around the bar. I think it's a like a run club. Trying some new beers. Yeah, we are. So what you got there? The giant, giant, giant dwarf. You know it better than I do. That's a monster. That's like an eleven percent. Yeah. So it's a game changer. Game changer. You like it a lot. This is the Great Emu War. We got a beautiful bird. Yeah, this is a good one, and I think I've had this probably two or three times. I want to give it like a. I like this one. It's uh, it's drinkable, but it's also a little bit kind of heavy in the back of the throat. It's like a a good seven point four. 
good sport. It's not a great sport, but it's a, it's a good sport. I'm right around there with this giant. I yeah. think it's like a 7'3". Okay. I would say as, I, was right, deba- right I was debating between 7'2", 7'3", 7'4", that area. Yeah. And I think a 7'3 is fair. Okay. It's, um, it's definitely a smooth but very potent beer. Mm-hmm. It's, not, so, yeah. it's not a rookie beer. Yeah. It's not something to yeah. be trifled with. This is not for someone who drinks Bud Lights. No. no. And then again, Lime, Bud Lime. If that's what you like, you know, there's probably not a lot of appreciation for things like Power Bones. It's just different. It's just, in my opinion, better. You can't like tell the difference in quality and the care that it takes to make something like this. I don't know. We probably had, uh, what, three to four maybe other podcasts here? Yes. And uh, this is our home base in the sense of like breweries for sure. That's without a doubt. Think about it this way. We talked ad nauseum at one of the two breweries that we used to like called Ocean Sun, I believe it was. That's, I missed that one. That was over by your house, right? And then one that was over by my house, it was like one mile from the house. It was a perfect little like run club uh, they had there. It was like a, like like ride a bike. They had the gator. That's right. Red Cypress. Death Roll. Was the one Red so, Cypress? Four went out for those two defunct breweries. Maybe one of them will come back someday. Red Cypress is awesome. Um, Did you ever go there? No, but their Death Roll. Mm-hmm. Death Roll. That's the one. It was an amazing yeah, beer. It's terrific. Because they it's, always had a variation that was new and exciting and different. And it was always whenever they did that, it was like a super beer. It was like a you know eleven percent something like that. And the genius of naming it after like. A gator roll, like yeah. what they do when they bite you. They do. They put you in the water. Did you hear about that over. story of the lady? I think it was in one of the Carolinas. Yeah. Who tried to take a picture with and a gator, eaten. and yes. her friends <laughs> quoted her last words, like, "It was, hold my beer." No, it was almost something like that. Yeah, it, it was, was like, almost. Check this out. <laughs> it was almost like, oh, I won't be doing that again. Yeah, I will never do this again. And, <laughs> and she never did. Underwater. Yeah, dragged her underwater. Uh, the cops had to shoot the gator, and uh, then they, they got the body. You know, it's sad that it happened to that lady, but it's you also. You think she sad. was in shock when she said something like, "I'll never do this again." I bet her friends <laughs> were in shock when she got dragged underwater by an alligator. There's nothing they could do, and there's nothing I would do. I'm either. laughing at the not her tragedy, uh, the tragic, the tragic death. I'm laughing at like, and like her personality shoot. must be awesome for those to be the last words. Yeah. To tell Did you hear what happened to my grandmother? Yeah, she passed away. She flipped her back. And she said, <laughs> she said, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Holy shit, that is incredible for that to come out of your mouth. You know you're a funny person. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like watch this. Uh, that was my first guess. Is I hit my beer. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's not awesome for her. It's not also not awesome for the gator. Um, it's just not awesome for, you know, for the Carolines. It gives them a bad rap. Stupid people doing stupid things and suffering because of it. Yeah, I mean, we come from a state full of fucking stupid people, but I love the state and I love the reputation. We get a lot of that too, you know. I think we have to be the king of that. You think we're the... Florida man has a hash. We're the undisputed... There's no South Carolina woman and man. Idiot culture. That's a good podcast name, actually. (laughs) Idiot culture. (laughs) Idiot culture. I like it. That's a side Are we going to have to start another one? Yeah, we might have idiot culture and just talk about idiots in life. Yeah, there's going to be a lot you know of know what? I don't mind doing that. <laughs> we there's have plenty it. of fucking content for that. Oh, yeah. Idiot culture. We'd have to pick up some, like, willing and willing people to give us their time, like, call into the show and 
record them being stupid. <laughs> now, one thing that um, it's almost like a, um, a Tosh point. That's kind of what that's like. Yeah. You know, it was like people being stupid, like doing stunts and stuff and hurting themselves horribly. There's a lot of like getting kicked in the junk jokes. Um, a lot of like baseballs to the face. <laughs> I think idiot culture can be more in depth of like, man, you're dumb. Like, you just like hunt people down on Twitter for idiot ravings. <laughs> like taking your kid for a walk where there's alligator signs in, or, in, my, in Orlando here. Yeah, we lost a kid. Really sad too. We yeah. lost a fucking child to yeah. an alligator I'm on sure, property. I'm pretty sure Disney is still like in litigation about that. Joe Rogan's the big one on making sure people realize that just because we're comfortable with the word alligator and they're part of our lives, it's like, don't forget that these are basically small dinosaurs. Yeah. They haven't changed much at all yeah. in the last, like, millions and millions of years. They're cool. They, they're, they, they're acceptable. or um, it's like, They accept certain things that humans do, but sometimes they don't and there will be consequences yeah. and they're not crocodiles crocodiles always try to fuck with humans that's the difference alligators are pretty chill compared to crocodiles crocodiles are peak like apex predators where they are they're it's always going right. to try to fuck shit up yep they're troublemakers those ones. stay away from crocodiles uh, i would say the same thing about alligators but you know they're less dangerous and they're fatter so they can't move as fast <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> The exception of the, uh, the Astorian crocodile, which I think the biggest one they found with that of the, was like, I don't know, 1,200 pounds and 22 feet, and, uh, something crazy. Those are found mostly in Australia, in, like Southeast Asia. And they're, that, that's the name, the Astorian. That means like, is there a saltwater? It is. I saw a picture in Australia where it's just its head, and they're like, imagine what bit that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and it's huge. I don't want to know. It is huge. That's how you get all those stupid, like, sci-fi movies about, like, <laughs> monster crocodile versus, like, the mechanical shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nightmare fuel. You can't unsee it. Speaking of podcasts, I really want to dive into the past few weeks has been um, crazy in so many ways, shapes, and forms. Obviously, yeah. we're still in like day five or six of the George Floyd protest. But Floyd, Floyd. Floyd. that's Floyd. what I said. I'm sorry. I said Floyd. No, Floyd for sure. Definitely guy. Floyd. Uh, Floyd, George. <laughs> that's okay. the alcohol in the beer. That's all right. Um, podcasts were the big news before that tragedy happened. Now everybody has one. Everybody's talking. Of course, and and there's I think the last time that I even looked at this met, this this um data was yeah. that there was like seven hundred thousand in the United States. That's this was low. This is months ago. Yeah, that was like two but months ago. The two big stories are, or were before this tragedy took over every headline, was Joe Rogan out of nowhere signs what is reported to be but with no proof or evidence so i don't believe it i think it's actually more is a hundred million dollar contract yeah. with spotify 100 plus right so you were telling me he so, gets to own all intellectual property sure, as well sure. after their short contract of like three years do you think that well he's i remember reading part of that he's still going to put content for free on youtube but it's not going to be like on YouTube? Stuff? no no oh it's 
his content to this stuff is all going to be Spotify specific. Correct. The YouTube stuff are just short clips, which is what we're going to start doing. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. And this is, and I credit that to, uh, I think it's Alex from Call Her Daddy. And that's the other second issue topic of that I'm going to bring up. Let's get into it. But with Joe, his contract is like, right now, enjoy it because he's putting it out like he normally has for free on everything. He's going to take away the full episodes from the free platforms that do it right now. And it's going to be free on Spotify, okay. which I was anti-Spotify because I'm like, I don't need another Pandora. Pandora's sure. algorithm knows me. We're cool. I love it. They love me. We're cool. So you're I, didn't need, I, I just didn't need to learn another thing with music. I already mm-hmm. have one. But I always heard Spotify's awesome. My little brothers listen to Spotify. Mm-hmm. They're big fans of it. Yeah. So I'm going to be forced to be a Spotify guy because of Rogan. Yeah. Rogan guy. Yeah. Been there since he was on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I remember couch, that. I remember so. that. <laughs> that was me. Like, I came in when he was like at episode like 68. Like in the low 60s. Like 14 or something, right? No, before that. No, like now he's on like 1400. Oh, 1400, yeah. I started in like 68 through like 70. That's when I came in, right? Right before Bourdain was on. Bourdain was at his house. God rest his soul. God, hey, rest in peace, homie. Um, that, one's, that was one of the few Hollywood deaths that emotionally got I used to watch a show before it was cool. Like no reservations. I watched the, the like the series premiere and I was like, dude, <laughs> he made me go to Franklin's and wait in line. I don't wait in line. Nope. For no man. I'm anti-line my whole life, but this is one line that if Board Main did it, I have to do it. And I'm here to do it. There is a new documentary on Netflix. I'm not sure if you watched it already, but I think you would I've seen you <laughs> We can talk about that some more, too. I'm happy I finished it. There's only four episodes. I didn't realize there were only four. I didn't but know you finished it. I did. I finished it today. Um, but the uh, the other one that just came out is called Have a Good Trip. It's like Adventures in Psychedelics. Oh, it wow. Has a, it has a bunch. It's, is a it lot. from Vice? No. It's from, it's like a Netflix movie. It's, a Netflix. it's only like 70 minutes. So it doesn't take too much of your time. It doesn't have the Vice guy? Uh, who's the main host? It's the main a host. skinny white dude? No. That's no. A, I mean, there's a lot of comedians in it. The guy who plays Ron Swanson on, uh, you know, Nick Offerman. I'm sure if you know that. Comedian is. Very so he's, he's been in a lot of you know, TV shows and even fewer movies, I think, than TV shows. Anyway, he's like the, he plays like the straight man, the straight guy who's not laughing and he's trying to be funny. Adam Scott's in it as kind of like a PSA, kind of like a ni- early 1990s, like dare officer type role. So that's funny. Um, but, Bourdain is one of the people who explains, like, his experience. The beauty of it. He and his buddy, in like high school, they were like seventeen or eighteen, um, were very like in with the counterculture and like the was late, alcohol late, involved. Late, late, or just, yes. <laughs> so late, that's the late, thing. You got to separate them. Man. Late sixties and uh, early seventies. They like you have to watch. It, it's. A completely insane story, and he tells it deadpan, like perfect. Is this on Netflix? It is. So, so check guys, it, let's check, check this out because I haven't seen this. I am dying to see this. But the, the rest of it's funny too. It's like just a bunch of comedians and actors telling people about their psychedelic their trips. trips. It's very, very funny. Rogan is big and has been in the famous documentary about uh, DMT, the okay. spirit molecule. 
Yeah. It's also known as the most illegal substance on earth. Most illegal. Okay. So banned with the exception of research. Completely banned with the exception of research. You know what else gives it an exception? What's that? Religion. Oh, well, Brazilian churches yeah. have had, um, and they won because it's allowed, some Brazilian churches are allowed to do ayahuasca rituals because it's part of their religion here in the United States. And I don't know if they went through like a legal process. Obviously they had to because it's allowed in some religious ceremonies. Now, ayahuasca, we can do a whole episode on this shit. <laughs> Have you like, done that? No, man. But I, I am... If I take my small business entrepreneurial level to where it does become successful enough where I can take vacations abroad for like two weeks, that is one of the first ones on the list is to go to South America and do a monitored, and by, what I mean by monitored is by what some people call a shaman yeah. making you trip. So take, DM, take a trip. DMT is dimethyl tri I fucking suck I think that's names. a good start. I wouldn't be able to Exactly. It's um it's a chemical that your body makes. A lot of people say that your body actually releases this massive doses while you're dying. Oh um okay. it also comes out allegedly it hasn't been proven while you're dreaming. It, it's something that is in a lot of plants. So However why would you not be able to prove that? Um, it's from the amino brand, right? Hard, hard to access, hard I to measure. I, to be honest, I don't have the answer okay. to that, right? Yeah, makes sense. But that's what I've heard, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm parroting right now. Um, this is one of the most interesting things you can take because a lot of people's experiences are similar in, in the fact that they meet beings that they can all describe in their own way oh, okay. that they meet that's crazy. Yeah. it is crazy right so this thing that's in a lot of plants a lot of things that we do if you consume it your body when you digest things has something that stops it so you can't consume it okay. so what ayahuasca is is something that fucking People that lived in the woods, right? Jungle, yeah. Jungle with a leaf around their dick, figured out in a 70 hour process that in part of this process, if you're too near the fumes, you can die from breathing it. But it takes 70 hours to take different parts of barks and plants and trees and shit to do this. Once that process is finished, you can make a tea, which is where ayahuasca comes in, okay. and you drink it. I always thought it was like, and it allows, it takes over that part of your body that normally that. doesn't, yes, it's, um, I forgot the name for it, right? Uh, perfect, no, damn it, I'll think about it. Okay. So, they've asked the Indians, not the Indians, but the natives of a 70 plus hour process. Yeah. Hey, how the fuck did you figure this out? <laughs> because in a part of it, you can die if you inhale it. How did you figure this out? And you know what they said? The spirits. The spirits and Mother Earth told us how to do it. That makes sense? Which I believe and I full-heartedly understand. I mean, every culture has its own origin story, right? I, I mean, totally, totally understand it. Yeah. And 
they figured out how to take it and I, and take it uh, orally because you can't. Uh, the other way is smoking, which is shit that like Rogan has done and he's talked about. And he's been in a documentary on Netflix called The Spirit Molecule, which is all about DMT. I remember that. I haven't seen it in years, so I don't really recall like enough to like talk about it. It would have been good to do the research. Point being with this is that it's it's supposed to be a self-reflecting drug. That I think personally, from what I've heard, it's almost like whatever Mother Nature is, you you get a conversation with that person, and you also get an entry into other dimensions which now science has been like there's been a recent article that we have to look up in in north in in the in uh the arctic what is it called what's the, what's the continent the cold one antarctica in antarctica there has been scientists that are saying that they have found proof that other dimensions exist now Go look that shit up because I can't explain it to you. But we're living in a simulation. It might not be a simulation. Knows we are. Like how I always heard <laughs> someone explain it is, it's like a radio. Radio waves are around us, but you need a radio to tune into the different ones. And when you turn the knob, you get into a different wave or a different frequency to bring in a different tune. Same thing can be said about people who are um, they feel or different. They've been drawn to a certain kind of practice. They think they're like mediums. They think they can connect Correct. to another dimension, like, another realm, another world. That's what I understand what you're saying. 60 minutes, either way, there's, it's not like a, it's not like a culturally specific phenomenon. There are people like that, like every culture. Absolutely. Right. And that's what makes it believable. To the sense that that was hilarious. <laughs> to, we, <laughs> that was fucking funny. We had to, you guys had to see that, and I can't describe it because the people are too close for me to describe it. Um, they don't care. They, <laughs> they don't care. They really don't. And and that's they where don't. a lot of people have. From all, oh, Jesus Christ, pick up the chair. So a lot of people, <laughs> it's a heavy chair. It's a, it must be way a ton yeah. because it's fucking, they're just dragging a metal chair on concrete. Remember the last time we were here, we were sitting outside and the guy in the Challenger just kept revving his engine. Oh, <laughs> yes, dude. How could I forget but that guy? That, but he guy, was a really was small, the, small dick looking guy. Oh, my God. Like, and what I mean by that is like, you should, <laughs> it looks like you should be driving a Challenger. It was this, yes. There's definitely overcompensation. Oh, and there was the guy, or no, it was the same guy who's the same car whose car alarm was going off for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. We refused to cut. We were just like, we're going to keep talking. We do not want. Yeah, it's just part of the show. This is part that's of right. reality. This, that's, this is the environment we're in. Yeah, okay, and we just had a couple with a grandfather bring a small kid to a brewery. It makes sense. You know, and they drag chairs. You got you to gotta start them young if they can. If they can uh, German Shepherd pointer, short short gorgeous dog. Mm -hmm. It looks and I, I and for the listeners right now is that there is picture, picture, but I, like I have to because it is a beautiful fucking dog. Like a gray and white and black model skin hair. 
looks hypoallergenic. He got him from the Florida Point to Rescue. I'm just parroting the shit he's telling the fucking family that drags chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Language. <laughs> this is a family establishment. Yeah, I'm sure it is. The kid yeah. is ordering which beer? The tw- the 17%? The biggest. The, biggest yeah, the honey <laughs> one? The one with honey and maple? Yes. 17% alcohol? Puts me right out. <laughs> Point being, guys, is that um, no will, nah, definitely not because it's not for everyone but there are earth is complicated is all I'm saying is that yeah we've reached that level we've reached that level we are where we are with technology you can send fucking dick pics through the air like we are there but there's a lot of stuff we still don't understand we still don't know why we're here we still don't there's a lot of history missing between the history we're, of we're mankind podcast now we're on the existence of like being no we're gonna go back to podcast that's what i'm trying to end this shit is like we'll talk about that another day with someone who has tried it i unfortunately have not had dmt and there's really two main ways the main way is smoking and when you smoke it you only go into like a 10 minute five to ten minute experience i've never done it so i don't know i can't speak on it the ayahuasca shit you can watch Chelsea Handler's special on um, Netflix. I remember that. And remember she that. did her – you can watch her film it with a, a shaman in South America. It's really weird. And she cries, and it's really emotional. And, and, and that happens to a lot of people, dude. A lot of execs, high level from San Francisco, make this a part of their life. Because they feel it gives them access to different parts of their brain they can use that and it makes them connect to to earth yeah whatever and the number one podcaster in the world also fucking is a big fan of it which is shout out to joe rogan the richest one your new contract bro i fucking love you all right there was people saying that he sold out and this is bad all right sold out go go fuck yourself it's not even debatable who would be selling out if he was like to cnn if he was like like a unicorn. If he was unique and he had the only type of, like, the only brand of conversation that you cannot replicate, which is not true. Podcasts are a dime a dozen. It's not hard to start one. It's not hard to have one. But the way that his brand has been propagated, he deserves, in my opinion, to take take the money. He like, breaks he, every rule, though. He doesn't want to do the same thing. He wants to kind of take a step back understand the rest of the different businesses he's got and live a great life i mean he's he's like i would push back that he's not like anybody else in this sense sure okay so he has no editing just going live and interviewing people that interest you when you when you do when correct and they've always had been for years before this deal so when it's almost the proof of doing what you love will will provide you rewards. Correct. And that's what he did. And he never, ever separated from that. Um, so I will say that he is, and I hate saying this, but it's kind of true. He is Oprah for men. And I think that it's, it's finally crossed over into women as well because he has some great WRX. 
in the background if you wanted to hear what that car was. I can tell that from a mile away. SCI. They like their. They didn't do. They, like they their, didn't have a loud cars yeah. over there. Hey, shout out to Subaru making a great fucking car. Subarus will last you a long time. They'll, they'll never stop building sports cars. Like fun sports cars. Like Subaru will oh, last you a long time. The Subaru thing right. is that you can keep the shell and maybe I like, they're not like Hondas or Toyotas where you can run the motor to like 500,000 miles, but all you need is a motor and that's like a $2,000, $3,000 investment. Yeah, that's the difference though. That's the thing. Like, oh, that's I, a I huge, that. it's a huge, <laughs> that's a huge difference. You, sure, you, go still, get, you get a brand new car. Like 15 grand. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But I meant in a huge difference even compared to like, you don't need to do that with a Toyota or Honda. True. Sure. Just However, little parts. Toyota and Hondas don't have that many cars that drive as fun or 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 can handle the snow really as don't. good as a Supra. Yeah, you know what's getting like bad reviews from people that are like purists? What's that? The Supra. That's like it shares a, a lot of components with the Z4. I will Z4. give credit to uh, the former business I was with with the direct wholesale. As soon as that Supra came out. He was anti-super because he's like, first of all, you fucking pieces of shit. This is not you, the same. This is not the same. You're disrespecting the name by not going big, and you're using a BMW base, which is the same as the Z, Z4. The Z4. Yeah. I was gonna say three for some reason. So the Z3 was the predecessor. It is an embarrassment. Really it is. It was, dude. I'll never forget at ADT, a guy fucking spent some bonus checks on it he's like dude yeah. and we just left on a lunch break in his car stick shit oh yep. beautiful folks had a green one oh, from beautiful. 1997. it was beautiful but they bought like six years old five or six years old that was a james bond car yeah and then one of my mom's friends that still lives in the same neighborhood as they do now had a six under one and the old one was a four cylinder they traded the, the, the green one when i bought or when they bought me um, my first one, Jetta. So a little while later, uh, their their friend in the neighborhood was wanting to sell her six cylinder, like 2005, I think, Z3, and it was it was bond blue, with like oh, that bond blue tan, tan sport seats, had in package six speed, beautiful. It was one of the first ones with a glass rear window. You drove it, beautiful. Dude, they ended up getting rid of that to get a, um, a 325 convertible. And then yeah, sold that one for a profit, actually. They sold that used car for a profit and then got the Z4. And then ended up selling the Z4 for a profit. <laughs> I love these people already. <laughs> now they've got a 128. I love these people already. That was your parents? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you were talking about one of the parents' friends. Oh, wow. Dude, for two profits in BMW sales? Three used price, <laughs> dude. Pretty cool. That non-turbo stick shift, powerful BMW. Yeah, was it's gonna be hard a to replace. Thing of fucking beauty. If I could get, that do engine, not put that in super though. Super should have gone NSX style. Yeah. If you're not gonna, yeah. if you're not gonna build your own engine and shit, just make it a supercar. Go yeah. GTR. Straight up. Straight I saw, up. I saw one of those the other day. What a GTR. Yeah. <laughs> something winter spring to be honest man that's my dream car. really you yeah. like it that much awesome. i fucking love it wow. like 
I would love a stick shift if possible. GTR. I can it it's Godzilla. That's what it was called. It it is it's just it's just over anything else that he would want to like to be honest, I I I like the idea. Are they? No, they're way less. They're way less. Way less. That was the beauty of it. Is that you're driving a car that could fuck up a lot of Ferraris. Sleeper. It doesn't look like it. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You're driving a. It looks like an Altima. Ninety thousand to the hundred. No, don't ever say it. Looks like an Altima. What do you say? All Nissan's look the same. Oh my god. No, I have a really, really, really bad spot for that because I had a rental Altima. It was like a CVT. But it would always downshift for no reason. That's hard. It was like naturally aspirated, like 175 horsepower or something like that. Got really good gas mileage, but I drove it so hard <laughs> just because it would constantly shift. It would always try to downshift or settle on a lower gear, and I always wanted to go faster. It was just always like shake the car. I'm pretty sure that that 2018 probably needs a new transmission by now. Everybody I know that's had a CVT Nissan has had to have the um, transmission replaced after about two years. That's interesting. And it's under warranty. They have like that specific stipulation and warranty for that. Honda does not, but they don't have anywhere near as many problems. Like Nicole's got 106,000 miles on her CRV that has a CVT and still run like a ton. No problem. Honda's amazing. Yeah. Now, back to the Nissan. There's no way that any GTR in this world looks like a fucking Altima. <laughs> you should have seen the There's an Altima in our family now with my girlfriend. And she drives like ESL. I got it for her at my last job. And it's a beautiful car. It's, it's, it's for an actually aspirated four cylinder, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's like, got a lot of oomph. I'll take pretty, that over some fucking old school Integras. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about really I'm, like I'm Everybody four, four does. Door. So that's why I was like comparing it because the Integra is like the yeah. the, the king of the four cylinders. Yeah. A Type R would be a different level. That would be in my showroom. Yeah, there's an Ultima right there. I think. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, the GTR is one of my dream cars. Cool. Definitely. Now, full circuit. Let's talk about because. I, we were um, we had a live podcast last night, Zumoni. This is our first fucking live podcast first in live person show. in a in while. Look, COVID, hey, we're free. I thought the plague was still out there. The plague is still the out there. The riots through the plague. No, nah, yeah. The plague <laughs> took a knee to the riots because out of respect, shout respect. out, respect. Black Lives Matter. Um, with that being said, we were talking about podcasts. We just talked about the $100 million Joe Rogan deal, which me, I think is more. You got to tell me the story about Call Her Daddy. All right. Let's talk about Call Her Daddy. That, that's going to be the final. Call Her Daddy, for almost three weeks in a row, was over Joe Rogan, right? So the most popular podcast in the world, let's just go with Apple Apple numbers. Apple number one is Call Her Daddy. Number two is Joe Rogan. Was it a- Both worlds that I, myself, like understand and respect. One over here. One I can't over believe here. the New York Times are like in the six or five or seven or 
some bullshit. There's no, those to me are fake Russian bot numbers. There's no way in hell that many people listen to some not bullshit. Not a chance. Well, not a chance. NPR, maybe. <laughs> not, 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 a not, a not a chance. Not a chance. But number one and number two make perfect sense to me. Okay. So let me tell you, and then I want your yeah. reactions. Right? Right. So Call Our Daddy's a podcast of two girls. And it's funny to hear people say, what are it about? Because if you're not a fan, you really don't know. But it's about like, it's, it's crazy shit. That's it's about sucking dick and crazy shit that women do. It's like, like the raunchy shit of like women life of like, they don't care. Like do this during a blow job, do this, okay. do that, blah, blah, blah. Right? Skip a bit. Skip a bit. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what the podcast is about. We got a full fam. We do. So... <laughs> so with the <laughs> whatever we full family sat the, the people that can't lift up chairs just had a whole new race please go, go for it as long as you lift I'm happy there you go so so the Call Her Daddy podcast um, Jesus Christ was yeah he, at, the, at the end he did he's like what did he say <laughs> it's only because you said something yeah because I'm like yeah as long as you pick it up bro you can pick it up. so be praying for your family <laughs> anyway go ahead. so long I'm gonna tell the story as quick as I can for our listeners uh, it's Alex and I forgot the other girl's name and it's two girls that run this podcast right. right. This podcast had four episodes by themselves Mm -hmm. before they signed a deal with Barstool Sports and Dave Portnoy. That deal happened because Dave Portnoy in the bar scene in New York knew one of the girls. He heard the content, he loved it, and signed him to a deal. Do you know how he he ended up discovering that? How he found out about it? Has she said, said, he goes, they slid into my DMs because we hung out amongst the same circles. So it was like there. He, he heard about it. He, asked, he heard about it. Because she they, said, "Oh, there's not." He goes Let party, tries to go get ass, and she's part of the party and gonna go give you some ass scene. Okay. So it's New, York, it's, it's New York, exactly. You're sort of part of the same circuit. So he ends up offering the deal. He goes, and, and I'll tell you in a second why this is important. The deal was like seventy-five thousand dollars a year for both of them, plus bonuses. So, Sounds like a it gig. fucking blows up. Uh-huh. Those four episodes didn't mean shit because after Barstool signs in, they become one of the most popular podcasts in the world. Podcast now, Joe Rogan has set the standard that if you're fucking good, you can be worth up to $100 million allegedly, which I think is yeah. more. So, they blow up they're going and fucking incredibly insane i think the deal is only for two or three years at seventy-five thousand plus bonuses during this deal the one girl the blonde it's a blonde and a brunette the blonde gets an uh, uh, uh an additional bonus they said hey we realize that you when the podcasts are over do all the editing you do all the social media you do everything eight hours we're going to give you a bonus so she's like, I'll take it. Thank you very and, much. And she said that she did not tell the other girl because the other girl used to shame her for the time she spent editing. She's like, why are you editing? Because I'm not. It's going to make me look bad, blah, blah, blah. That's one side of the story, you gotta right? got to share responsibility. 
definitely one was not sharing a goddamn thing because she's useless at editing. <laughs> the other one is, and that's where I'm going to give credit to some of the best podcast advice I've ever heard in my life was, she goes, the blonde goes, the edits goes, I realize my generation cannot pay attention for a long time. True. And because of that, that influenced the way that I edit into the short clips. And then she explained that the whole entire show when it's put out, it's three hours of content and right. talking and conversation edited into one. So it's not only the short clips that you're putting out for the really low uh, people that can't handle information at high levels, like five and 10 clips, but it's also the people that handle an hour show that can't handle a three hour Joe Rogan show. That's I brought up. Can't handle an hour. But that hour is the best of the best of a three-hour conversation like you and I would have. <laughs> yeah. That's, she said that would take sometimes up to seven hours just after the, the show is done yes. to do the editing. Yep. That's why mm-hmm. podcast, shout out to Erica. I love you. You're my, one of my favorite Erica. CEOs of all time. Erica Nardini is one of the greatest CEOs of all time. Female, powerful, redhead, amazing. You want to see something crazy? What's that? Look right there. You're a redhead? Nope. I'm not a redhead. It just showed up. It just, there's a very small snail that decided to come very close to Out of nowhere. I'm going to put it down. It's reared its ugly head and it jumped up like almost on one. The snail was like drinking your beer. It was enjoying the show. So So that's about both. You know the attention span that I exactly. Already. So, so this this see, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna even cut it shorter. One hour. <laughs> so these people, she she realized, boom, boom, boom. I gotta make it short. Whatever the case was, the main editor's technique worked, and they became one of the most powerful podcasts in the entire this. world. Number one. Yes. You know how hard it is to be number one out of. Well, there's over 700,000 podcasts. It's not lonely it's, at the top. It's fucking hard. Like, you can be number one in an NBA team, but there's only like 33 other teams. You're number one in a podcast, there's over 700,000 podcasts. There's no other industry with that. We're like number two on the independent Orlando podcast. Fuck yeah. Shout out <laughs> to uh, the other Orlando podcast. Is um, What's the other one you shared before? That's the one. Yeah. They're the number ones in Orlando because they're known in a lot of other places. I remember their name and I'll give them a shout out. We do have to because we need to get on their show. We are definitely going to be on their show because they 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 were live streaming the 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 riots. Yes, one of them was. Um, I talked about it the last last show we did in your old office. So we need to reach out to other folks in Orlando that have shows where they do things like this. It's kind of this independent, you know, art and. We should form like a group that can help each other be successful. Correct. Just like New York people yes. do. Yes. And they appear on New York podcasts, and that's why, um, not, it's, that's it's not like why I know them, but. Rotating door. Like Correct. somebody you know. And that's the Joe Rogan method. They're, you they're, help out your friends. That's right. Well, your friends are there. You know they're going right. to be, they're going to make successful content, but then you go out of your way to interview somebody who's uh, either an expert in a particular field or has a, a great following. Or the sick. Revenge of the Sith. I think that's the name of it. I might be getting it wrong, but I think that's the name of it. Buddy. Our buddy is moving. Again. I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> we have an official 
other than Atlas, we, we have a new fucking pet. Yes. We have zero sponsors and two mascots. Two ma- That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Back to call her daddy, right? So what happens is Andrew Schultz, one of my favorite comedians of all time, he is a legend in New York. He's the one that said fuck you to traditional media said fuck you to Comedy Central, said fuck you to everybody because he uploaded his special onto YouTube. Yeah. And that special now has over 2 million viewers. That special and what he has done has created a whole new wave of people that realize the power that they have. So shout out to Andrew Schultz, a New York raised, born, and Leader, wow, that's gorgeous. This snail is awesome. Wait, baby, come back. The baby and the old people are leaving that like to drive chairs. Didn't even have one. No, they had one flight. They had a flight. One flight of beers. Didn't even give the kid any. No, the kid did not have any beers. Um, Schultz one day was on an app that famous and rich people use that you and I would probably never use called Wyatt. You know why we even never use it? Because we're in love with two people? Raya is the dating app if you are famous. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, like, oh, look at that. It, like, uh, elite. <laughs> and elite. I, you can't, you cannot not say that. Famous is different from elite. No, it's old money versus, like, correct. Fame. You, you can't be just the slum off the street and be on Raya. You have to have some sort of credential that they let you on. And that's how you're on. Like, you go through several tiers of interviews. They look at your tax returns. A lot of shit. Your yes, history. correct. <laughs> so hire people to look into your past. Andrew, being the legend that he is, is on there. One of the girls from Call Her Daddy, which is the brunette, is on there. And they're supposed to have a date. They connected. Oh, okay. They hooked up. Whatever you swing left, swing right, or swipe is the right word. Um, wow, this is gorgeous. Yeah, it's really nuts. It's Actually, I keep pointing at, out of a show. I keep pointing at the snail. Um, what's his name? Murphy. <laughs> Murphy. I like Murphy. Yeah. yeah. That's Murphy the snail. I'm Murph. So cheeky, boss. Andrew hooks, gets a connection with one of these girls. He's supposed to go on a date with one of them. Right. Right. What happens is he said, "Dude, I work really hard." some sort of sports event going on. He didn't remember which one. And it was one of those nights where he's like, I don't really feel like going out tonight. So he texted like an apology, like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't go out tonight, but like, I'll make it up to you. I'll do it another day. I'm not feeling it tonight. From her side of the story, he's like, this guy that I've looked up to for a long time, I really wanted to hook up. We totally, matched on the app. Totally I could not wait, and he fucking bailed and canceled on me. So what did she do? She went to a guy that has been fucking trying to get her for a while, has been trying and trying and trying, <laughs> and then he's like, I will fucking Uber you to my house to have dinner. <laughs> and she said, you know what? I need that in my life. So she accepted it. And that guy is known as, on the internet, a suit man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking suit man. I that joke was a, was a Portnoy thing. No, it is. Well, because Portnoy is the one that gave this name to suit man. A suit man 
I forgot his name, so you guys can look it up if you look up Superman because he has a Dave Portnoy fucking hit piece. Um, is an executive, high executive for HBO Sports. That's a good job. Great job. Great job. Forbes 40 under 40 said that, like, they interviewed him. He's one of them. He's a great guy. One of the things that he highlighted about himself is that he's not on social media. Yeah. Guess what, though, bro? You fucking got dragged in to social media. And you got dragged in by one of the biggest sharks out there. The most ruthless shark is the is the fucking somebody should hire her. The Davy Portnoy shark. Oh my god, they should no. She's too dumb for that. Uh, okay. No offense, but you I are not for not for brilliant work. You're cool and smart for mothership, but not for brilliant. That's yeah, that would be that would be horrible. So she starts dating this guy. He is a guy. HBO, by the way, background did an HBO. Um, Brian Gumble Sports Expose Expose me, on Barstool Sports. It was not pretty. They do not like Barstool Sports. That HBO is the same people that run shows like John Oliver. They're very, very woke. Super duper woke. Super duper woke. And Portnoy is an anti-woke target. Like, you do not like Dave Portnoy if you're a woke person. And that, to me, is an influence on this executive that works for someone that green lights a hit piece on the HBO Sports show on Barstool and Dave Portnoy, right? He starts getting into his girlfriend's head that she is worth more than she is. Which, by the way, I agree with. He was absolutely she's, correct. She's worth more than she's Absolutely correct, and it's the right idea, and I see where you're coming from, bro. You're going. But then he brought in a term that went wild and probably cost her her career and ruined her life was industry standard. He started saying, you two are not making industry standard. Exactly. The blonde that explained her side of the story said, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Industry standard in the podcast means that you guys are getting ripped off in your current contract, blah, 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 blah. Perfectly fair point. Perfectly um, something that should be allowed and should be looked at. Go ahead and now renegotiate your contracts because you are not even at industry standard okay fair enough they start being assholes to barstool what is assholes in this term is like not producing the content that they were hired for like missing out episodes and things like that allegedly correct not honoring the contract that's real trouble so this guy the new boyfriend decides to write up a demands list and send it to Portnoy. Portnoy looks this over. Oh, this is this is where this guy became an enemy of the state. <laughs> Portnoy is like, are you fucking ridiculous? Are you? This is the most insane request I've ever seen in my life. That right? crazy. But it did its point, in my opinion, that Superman served its purpose. Served its purpose. Superman did the right thing. 
where it made Fortnoy realize I can lose this entity that is making us the most money on our entire sports platform that has nothing to do with sports. So shout out to Superman for that. Fortnoy, this key, uh, he gets with Erica, gets with his people, gets with the fucking thing, and he decides to counter. He holds what is called the famous rooftop meeting. Rooftop meaning it's the rooftop at his New York apartment. Right. Gorgeous place, right? It's not too political. Everybody upstairs. Now, have a meeting. in the rooftop apartment meeting, the one girl that dates this executive came in and said, I quote, this is a, um, this is a courtesy meeting. I feel the way that I do and I want to leave Barstool. The other one did not see it as a courtesy meeting. She's like, I'll listen to anything. Okay. Right? The Barstool Dave Fortnoy rooftop meeting happened and he did the unthinkable. <laughs> Which is what? He offered them, hey, I will reduce the time that you owe us by like six months. So you only have to like do a year left. You're going, your salary now is going to 500000 with a lot of extra bonuses. On top of that, this is the unthinkable. Only Letterman has done this, I heard. And I forgot who the other person was. It's you will get to keep your IP. What does that mean to our listeners? Your intellectual property. You will get to keep, call her daddy. That will be yours. All yours. Because right now, by contract, I own it. So go fuck yourself if I really wanted to say go fuck you. I thought about this. Don't slay the golden goose. I love you guys. I'm going to give you a good deal. The story goes that after that meeting, the blonde is like, holy shit, I can't believe the deal that we're getting. The other one says it's not enough. And then, long story short, that's what I read. That separated the relationship because eventually the blonde one said, I'm sick and tired. Before that, the brunette fired everyone that was represented them and Allegedly, by her boyfriend's advice, hired a very famous media consultant slash agency to represent them. And they represented, after the rooftop meeting, represented a new term. And the bomb, when she looked at these new terms, said, hey, these terms are exactly like the first fucking deal that we offered him that he said go fuck yourself so she took it upon herself and said i have to look out for myself now yes oh here's a here's a little caveat a little nugget that i forgot (laughs) that during all this don't forget that the reason that dave came back at a five hundred thousand dollars salary and them to own their own ip Mm -hmm. is that they brought to the table a deal with another company that was offering a million dollar contract. Okay. Which is called Wonderlust or some shit. I don't know who they are. They obviously have, they obviously have a lot of money 
and they're in the podcast field. So shout out to them because they pick us up. Maybe. Um, yeah, for the right terms, <laughs> we're there, bro. Y'all for us a million. They had that on their side. Guess what, though? This is where the whole entire beauty of this comes from is that there is no $1 million deal when one of you decides to go with Barstool, the other one does not. Barstool, Barstool then, with all the rights to everything, said, we'll renegotiate one of your deals, the one that decided to come to us and talk to us. We're going to take you. Fuck the other girl. Wow. That's with HBO suit. That's what happens. She just lost everything. Wow. She lost a million dollar deal on the table. She lost her five hundred thousand dollar contest. A year? And she lost the IP. She it. lost everything. Because what it what Barstool did is took that fifty percent of the IP and offered fifty percent to the other girl. That's right. The girl that did all the editing and work. So they really didn't the, lose much. The person who does the work usually Takes out in the end. Thousands and thousands, not tens of thousands, but I think like probably it'd be fair to say at least three thousand girls and people have submitted applications to become a new part. Wow. You should be in the part. Nah, I don't <laughs> this is our week today, baby. I'm dedicated to one thing and one thing only. right now. This is uh this is the focus of our, our podcast. Did you like that story? It was terrific. It's an insane fucking yeah, story. Very, because very detailed. <laughs> In the same aspect as the Joe Rogan allegedly $100 million deal, it has to do with podcasting is the future of entertainment. Or at least it's one of the main contenders in an entertainment media. It is. It is. More people. I mean, everybody listens and to And we got to one. see inside negotiations yeah. Yeah. of like what someone at their levels are worth. We want to see more of it. We want, to, Absolutely. we want to know more. We want to be a part of it. So that's that's brilliant. And I appreciate you bringing that story to the show today. I had to, bro. Every single podcast in the nation was talking about it. Yeah. And we didn't talk about it. We, we had, had to, to put our two cents in. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think it's important to understand how it sounds stupid, but if you cannot be loyal, I was probably misquoting. Philip Seymour Hoffman in the movie uh, The Ides of March, but loyalty means everything to me and if you have it, you have nothing. So I think it's more important I think for people to... Wow, that's really fucking yeah. crucial, dude. I, I, I think I skewered the quote. It's almost like a, you're at a dead end either way. Yeah. I mean, if you can't be loyal to one another, you have no business being in business with one another. You have no business deciding anything for one another. You just need to separate and just be done. Because when, once you put, um, you, you, you subvert loyalty to money or loyalty to other relationships that have the opportunity to bring more money to the table, your relationship is bound to fail. It, it's a, a perfect summation of um, the relationship that public people or public personas like politicians have with the public. It's essentially, like they're... I'm not pontificating. I'm not trying to like, lecture them. Like, there's no question where their salaries come from, right? There's no question where a podcaster's salary comes from. It comes from either the company or the advertisers. And if you don't play ball with either of those, then you don't get to do your work anymore. You don't. So it's all about like, are you 
are you in fact loyal to your listeners? Are you going to give them what they want? Or are you more beholden to the people that are controlling the funding? Because whether you like it or not, like most podcasts are not businesses. They're just entertainment. They're just someone's hobby. The lucky ones are very talented and they get that picked up, but they're still loyal to their their listeners. They're still loyal to their audiences. If you lose the, the sense of worth that you have to your audiences and you're not loyal to them, you might as not you might as well not be doing what you're doing. You might as well not be running for office if your heart's not in. You're not gonna be loyal to your constituents. You know? That, to me it's all the same relationship. But the caller daddy girl that got to keep the IP, that got to keep the fucking yeah. That got to renegotiate. Like that's, that's the winner of the whole situation. She is amazing, bro. Like, and here's the thing. Before all this happened, mm-hmm. and I would see them on. You guys could see them on. To see their true personalities, watch them on a podcast when they did their California tour from Barstool, and they showed up on Fighting in the Kid. Right. And you get to see both of them. And honestly, I thought the blonde one was the dumb one that was useless. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's just technically competent. No, she is a fucking gangster G to the fullest Tupac or <laughs> gangster. Because she is no the. Yeah, I see no changes. I I reflect mm. and and I admit when I'm wrong is that I was wrong because I thought the brunette was the heart and show of that that show, and she is by far wrong. Here. Here's a little side note. Another nugget. It's a little nugget <laughs> is that during these negotiations, during these negotiations, right? It got dirty, right? I'm sure. Because what happened was, Suitman allegedly decided to leak out the original contract for Call Her Daddy at their height of being the number one podcast in the world, and that into the New York Post. So they were trying to make Barstool look bad that, oh, my God, these girls are only making 75000 Like the one girl said, it didn't show our full contract bonuses. But it was showing our original contract, which, by the way, also said that per year, they can always renegotiate. That was part of their original $75,000 contract. Based on bonuses, based on a lot of stuff, they can always renegotiate. But this guy leaked it to them. Um, at the same time, damn, I forgot where I was going with this. There is a point that I already <laughs> forgot. Shout out I'm to 11% you, beer. Yeah. Um, he leaked that out. They then, damn, I can't think about what the fuck I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. But I think I got the point. You got the point. She... The, the one that is keeping the bar stool, the business, the business itself, yeah. Yeah. the intellectual property, is a genius. I respect the fuck out of her hustle. I admit I was wrong because I always thought the brunette was the genius behind yeah. it. Not at all. And Dave, Dave is a very self-proclaimed, vindictive person. So he does not let it go that this suit guy kept trying him. And he goes, oh, you want to cancel me off the network? I am the network. I am I am the fucking network. What do you do? I am the fucking show. I am the whole show. Shout out to Dave right now because he is in Fort Lauderdale. Did I talk about this (laughs) yesterday? 
I'm so it brings a tear to my eye to see someone just representing and like showing the beauty of yeah. that fucking city. Florida gets a bad rep, but Fort Lauderdale is a top five city in this country. I will put it up against anything. Because not only do we have the most beautiful, fuck fuck California. There's a lot of cities in California that are on this list of top five cities in the country. Fort Lauderdale is on that list. I like it. You are, the famous quote that I love is Miami without the steroids. And you got the beautiful beaches. You got great food. There's no pretense. That's what you're missing is the pretense. Like you don't have to spend a ton of money in South Florida to have a great time. And that's where you, that's why you go to Los Olas. That's the worst parking job I've ever seen in my life. Los Olas is a little expensive, but Fort Lauderdale in itself, which includes Los Olas, everything you can want. There is expensive. There is non-expensive. There yeah, is, there's, you know, there's, there's Miami. Your ba- yes, the famous <laughs> shit. That's my favorite. There's bars. There's everything. Now, guys that come out of their car with a face mask on, I don't understand. No you guys should be neutered. We can talk about that, I think, on the next show. Yeah. I think people are going to continue to wear masks and be afraid of things. even though The police are in the back. I think they're in the back. 5-0, baby. Stamp it. It's June 4th, the year of our Lord, 2020. This is episode 24. I hope you've enjoyed as much uh, freedom and creativity as we brought to this evening's uh, proceedings and we'll get back on the stick uh, with our next show soon probably within a week but i'm not sure what the schedule is going to look like great thing is we're going to give you a nice mix of these live on location shows uh, supplemented by the media that we can provide out there and also just get back in the bunker and try i to might get a haircut i might get a haircut my nose i may not i may, I may, I may never shave again out. Like, if I didn't have gel in my hair, I would have a big I would not old be next bro. Be. <laughs> I have a huge bro. I got a huge bro. I thought people think I'm part of the tribe. They think oh, I'm Israeli. Are. You are. Me too. Shalom. Lahaim. Lahaim. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Stay woke. Yeah, like always, stay woke. So, bonus. How long did you stay up last night? Bro, I generally, right now, don't go to bed and fall asleep to at least two. That's normal, I think. For somebody who doesn't have to get up every morning, Correct. like right on time. Like, I think that's normal. Three is generally where I have to make a executive decision. You have to go to sleep. You cannot be a fucking guy that stays up all night. What keeps you up? What keeps you active? That Content. Late? Yeah? You just want to consume? I get more yeah, stuff. It's yeah, it's like that's all what, the shit that I miss. What is he's like? This that's is the kind what, of guy he this is. This is the type of shit that I miss during the day. Constantly spinning, constantly thinking. Oh, I can't, I can't go to sleep usually before like ten because I'm still spinning. I'm like, like there's no way I could be in bed by ten because I'm just thinking too much. I'm just thinking about what I got to do. I'm not worrying. I'm just like, I got to do this tomorrow, or I got to make sure I do this before I go to bed. You know, or that pisses me off. I'm trying to try not to think about that. Yeah. So I get it. I feel like I'm missing out on stuff. And by missing out on stuff, I mean like the world and what's going on. But we are. I mean, and there's, there's no way you can just sit in front of 14 TV screens from all different time zones. I know there's more than that, but I'm just saying. Like all the, the news hotspots. It's like that part of Watchmen. Remember that? The guy's like sitting in a room and he's just got all these TVs. He's just trying to like see all the chaos 
all the people all over the world doing all these different things, just trying to absorb the content so he knows what to say and do because he wants to be informed. Exactly. Yeah, and, and you can't do it. All you can do is, my perspective, you go to a, a collation, a news collation site that collects all of the, the big stories from objective perspectives. And just give me everything you can that's just current events, just news, and then I'll figure out how I feel about it. Not opinion pieces. Which unfortunately runs a lot of the media is opinion pieces. The New York Times just lost their shit. You're kidding. You know, you know why? Why? Because <laughs> they allowed and printed and fought for Tom Cotton to write an opinion piece. I saw that. I didn't read the uh, story. I haven't I read the story, and I will read it I because saw I'm interested. The I saw the anger. Ugh. And people like, are like, the New York Times are being taken over. You motherfuckers don't even pay for it. <laughs> you don't even get past the paywall. You just see Tom Cotton in a headline, and that's, you're turned off by it. <laughs> it well, he is, he is, you know, he's, he's Tom Cotton. He's, he's his last name is controversial. He is, it's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? From Arkansas. Where'd you get that? Last, Where'd you get that last name? <laughs> Where'd you get that name? My parents. Yeah, exactly. Like, where'd you get yours? <laughs> My favorite Dave Chappelle thing ever. I may have already said this on a previous podcast, but it was like, I did not realize how, even with the $60 million deal on the table, I didn't realize the difference between a rich person and a wealthy person. And at some of these parties you go to and you meet people like, hi, my name is John. I'm John Fire. My parents invented fire. <laughs> that's the wealth that some of these people have right. that no one else could even comprehend or understand. Like, money. Oh my God. There's, money. there's a huge difference between oh, like a Joe Rogan and someone that has the fire. Money. The my, the hey, my name is Mike. Mike Fire. Generations, millions upon millions. And it doesn't even have to be like billions. Unlimited money. Basically, yeah. And that's just because somebody several generations ago did something that was groundbreaking. That's amazing. I, I really wish that I'm able to leave some kind of advantage to, to my children kid or kids. Yes. Some kind of advantage like that. Not necessarily just money, but here's something that I did that nobody else did. Here's why you know who I'm like they would know who I was and they're like, okay, this person's like a serious person. This person is a good person. I would want to leave somebody with a reputation. And if that makes any sense. Just, right, absolutely I think that's, that's more helpful to people when they're just starting out and starting to do things for themselves. Um, and I think that's it's better than any letter of recommendation or any uh, like legacy scholarship or anything that you could probably use to say, look, this person deserves the opportunity because of where that person comes from. It absolutely does. I heard a recent story of like, Unfortunately, people that live in certain areas where they're living above, above their means and it's all about show. Yeah. So they maybe only had like $150,000 to their name. And what do they do right before they die? Is they donate $100,000 of it to be part of that class that they're in of we donate this much. But I left them broke. Yeah. And like, so there is that too, which is rare, and it's a and it's a small quantity. Can't take it with you. 
you can take it with you, but you could have helped your future generations I mean, get a little bad start. No, they had grandkids and shit like that. I mean, they didn't have relationships with it was a no, grand. It was a grandchild <laughs> that was telling the story about them. So to me, it was like it made the grandchild's point of view is like the reason that they did that is because the society and life that they lived in yeah. is you donate that type of money to make yeah. to to show others that you are wealthy. I don't think there's real value in that once you're gone. I agree. It's an absolutely wrong idea. My dad the other day, he texted my brother and I, because uh, he's going this weekend to uh, sort out my grandmother's estate on a first step. And he's like, is there anything that you guys like want? Like, what does she have? Oh, fuck. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, What's on the list, Dad? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not one to like root through stuff, but my brother and I were like, like recipes or like pictures, like old pictures of their family. Like What's that, in the estate? That though? Would be, I mean, it's she has there's a, a house, big big house on the water. Who gets that? I think all they're all like plotting on how to sell it. Split up. I don't Nobody really wants it. It's, it's too much work. The water that it's on is it somewhere where you can like yeah, you fish? Sure, can have a good time. alligators. Why don't you tell your dad, hey, dad, why can't we keep the summer? I don't know. Um, well, mostly because uh, two of the two of the four kids live within like two miles of the house. And they want to sell it. And they live close to the water anyway. Like, so they want to sell it. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have any reason to have water for the house. Why not Airbnb it? Good question. Maybe because it was built in like the 60s. Probably needs a lot more upkeep than Bring some of these things up, and the reason that yeah, there I'm so involved, just like, just as an outsider, has yeah. nothing yeah. and no influence yeah. in this, is because a house in the water anywhere is special. True. Yeah. Especially if, uh, if you didn't it's in get Louisiana. In, yeah. It's like, like, dude, come on, that's like, like Bourdain would travel to that shit. You know. know what I'm saying? Like, like that's a place where. Wonderful memories. You can you can take your kids for like a week. Sure. Be like, this yeah. is how we lived in the bayou. And that's it. Kind of surprises me too, because I actually lived there for like two weeks while we we're in between houses, um, coming back from Germany. And it's just like you guys just live like this. It's like you get home from school or whatever. You go in the pool. Maybe go water skiing. Just like right from here. I was just like totally blown away by it. It was a very cool way of living. And it's really, really close. It's like one mile, I think, from the Catholic high school where my, my dad went to school. Maybe like a mile and a half. It's a story again. It's an all-girls school where my grandmother went. <laughs> so there's like, there's a lot of familial stuff, but nothing that's specific to that house that, you know, is, is so valuable in family that we would need to keep the house to keep that, that memory or to keep that value. These two people are making out in the car. With, with a handicap sticker. I had to say. <laughs> so my question is, is, Bonus the, content, is the history of your house worth whatever profit you might get? I don't know. I mean, like I said. That's a question. It, it, was, it was built in like the 60s. From what I remember, like it, a lot of the, um, the work that went into building the house was like my grandfather. Like he actually did a lot of the hammer stuff, and so that goes on the history. From, from what I understand, 
there, there would be a significant chunk of money. But again, I, I can't think of any any reason why you would rather keep a very large property like that rather than take the money. Outsider looking in, I would make a deal of like, let's do a ten-year plan because this can only go up in value. Let's allow our current generations and young generations appreciate and enjoy where the Jordan name comes from and what we are. I mean, we. And then so if we need now. to sell it, we sell it. But is there anyone starving right now that needs the money right away? No, the answer is no, and you said it. My point is, keep the fucking land, fight for the land. And the only reason I'm even saying this is because you said the keywords, it's on water. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the only finite things that you can buy. I, I mean, I've always said there's like three things you really need to invest in. It's amazing anything, to be on water. Real estate, and if you can get it, waterfront property, diamonds, because people are always going to be using That's those what to the aliens get, get married. <laughs> And um, water. You can invest in clean water. So you have somehow. two out of your three. Yeah. That's true. Where'd your friend go? I would Where, look at him. He, he crawled across the front of your sunglasses. I didn't even take a left. picture of him, so I feel bad. Shout out to Murphy. Shout out to Murphy. Our we hardly knew slug. you. Probably went across the street for the Irish pub. That's a good slug. That slug was put on the computer and he made moves. He's like, I'm not. I forgot to give some shout-outs today. Um, so we talked about our, our four new uh, big, you know, breakthrough locations that were in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, Germany, uh, Toronto. I think I know the Brooklyn Canada, listener. Which is on Earth, which is in Canada. And then, um, which was the other one? Oh, yeah, Borden in Oregon. Oregon. Shout-outs. I said the city in Oregon. Up there. Uh, so we have a listener now in a village, not a town, not a city, but a village in Michigan. Shout out to that village. It's like a 1700 person population. We love the village people. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. This is a tiny town. A tiny town. I none of that. Yeah. So as of Michigan, yesterday, I said, we're in a new state. Let me go ahead and check this out. Where are we? So I had to give them a shout out. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. Dude. I had right. no idea. Salt of the earth. It's like a coal miner or a fisherman or something. <laughs> I've been listening a to retiree. a lot of shit where people talk about the coal mine areas and shout out to them, man. That's like, it's, 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 it's those forgotten parts of the country that make the country go round. Yeah. That so could also be like a coal member or something. It could just be like a huge coal. Jim Jordan. No, Jim I think Jones. Jim Jones. <laughs> hey, I said I drink Jim Jordan. Kool-Aid, baby. I said Jim Jordan. You did. Our congressman Jordan. from Ohio. <laughs> My bad. He's a cult leader. Wrestling <laughs> coach. <laughs> I did not meet you. I did not mean you, Jim Jordan. Uh, yeah, Jim you should Jordan. reach out to him and see if we can interview him just to see how he would react to that. <laughs> so be we were just having a conversation and we mistook you for a uh, you know long distance. Cult I don't leader. mind him. Yeah, he's a he was one of the few people in congress it's like you guys realize how nuts you are to think that the orange guy is a russian agent yeah have you not heard him talk like what makes you think that he's smart enough to be a double that was my friend's whole thing who hates donald trump he's like it made no sense to think that an idiot is a double agent 
<laughs> that was his whole thing. And I go, you, you know what? what I said. You're right. I said it to my brother. I think he agreed with me, but he's kind of hard to read sometimes. <laughs> he, um, you are hard to read. I, I was like, he's not smart enough to pull it off. That's what my friend said. <laughs> my friend goes, dude, this is insane. He goes, he fucking hates no Trump. Fucking way. He goes, you're trying to tell me that this fucking moron can balance all these things at once, including being a fucking double agent for Russia? Are you fucking crazy? You wasted all this time and money. And all. You just, tried, to, just to like confirm what most people already know, he's not smart enough to pull he, it off. He tried to show me a chart this week about- Is it um, like yarn? No, it was a chart. It was a legitimate chart about like allegedly Trump supporters on the internet, and, like the most keywords that they use. Okay, that's great. It's whatever. It's well, they must be like short words. What they're short all dumb, word? Right? They're all dumb short words. Boy and like. And, and I go. You know what's scarier is the amount of Ivy League and college graduated educated people that thought Trump could be a double fucking agent. I don't think that is scarier than anything because that's insane. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think they actually believed it. I just think they wanted to find it. No, they believed it. I think they, they believed it because of confirmation bias. They believed it because psychological someone I appreciate that. that is on TV that tells them the stories that they're supposed to believe in the news told them that or it's this a possibility. It's something that people remember to be a certain way. And it's not true. You know, you hear it so often that oh, it must be true. And then you remember, you look back at something that's no, that's an easy no, out. No, like, no, that's not true. No, <laughs> it's not it the same. Everybody wasn't. said it. It wasn't even Everybody possible. believed it, but you look back and it's not factually accurate. Like it was almost <laughs> like they used it as an excuse to why the candidates they voted for lost. And that was sad. It was like, well, there's a lot of reasons why. I was like, come on, guys. Like, she she lost for a lot of reasons. Because he wasn't likable. But but to to blame the orange guy that you guys think is already a fucking idiot. He is is not smart. That he is fucking bright enough to be a double agent. Are you fucking serious? Are you hearing yourselves? W was present. You could be outwardly stupid looking. And still be president. Dumbest of all. You can't times. be insane or like have your mental health deteriorating. Trump, I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> a lot of those people, <laughs> a lot of those people that were Hillary also, supporters yeah. think that the W was actually good now because Trump doesn't like it. I want to jump back. I understand. I, I, that's true. Um, if you look back at like the internal strife, the jihad, if you will. The internal struggle the Democrats had back in 2007, 2008, and they're trying to decide on, you know, is it going to be Clinton? Is it going to be Kerry? Is it going to be Biden? Is it going to be Obama? Um, the majority of the like hardcore, like left wing people said, you can't be president if you voted to authorize the Iraq War. You can't. You, you cannot. There's a full Biden full can't stop. be president. Exactly. Well, the hard the hard left is like the Sanders supporters, right? And they have not jumped into the ring for Biden. My point is, Clinton never had a shot. Like in their in their eyes, in their mind, like what they really wanted was like a revolutionary like Sanders, or at least someone that could be molded into somebody like that. But without their support, Biden's not going to win. 
Clinton would have had a shot if they didn't fuck over Bernie. Again, it's rigged. They did it again. And, and there's probably going to be a lot less interest. Here's the worst this year, but... sad part, and I think a lot of the Biden people may even agree, is it looks like, not Biden, I'm sorry, Bernie people. Bernie. The Bern people may have agreed that Bern kind of allowed it. Well, he didn't fight. We talked about it. Like, yeah, we've t- we talked about it in another episode. The dude, the dude did not return punches. He didn't even throw punches. He didn't do anything. He, he refused to go on offense. And as a politician, unless you're running unopposed, like State Senator Barack Obama did, um, <laughs> you can't have you gotta an get down to the muck pussy of the be the leader of the world's most powerful military force that's ever existed. And what I mean by that is that this absolute pussy was even scared to attack a political opponent. I'd be happy. And they were and they weren't just they were fair attacks. You'd be happy with No, it's just I agree with that. Um, I would be happy with a reserved female being president. As long as she didn't hesitate to unleash the full power of American sunshine when it came to national defense. <laughs> Only if it's needed. It's like Dr. Joe Jorgensen. <laughs> Shout out to her. She's a female, guys. She's not a male. Her um, perspective and her position on national defenses. So we need to go back to times when we basically didn't interact with other countries except for trade unless we absolutely had to. And that's that's not going to be good for relationships with China. And I haven't heard her exact policy and standpoint on foreign policy, but I will not fall for what they did to Ron Paul, where they're like he's just an isolationist, and it was more nuanced than just being an isolationist. They would just take his quotes out of context and just replay them over and over and people are like, this is crazy. Even, even Trump was isolationist. But he, either he or people that are helping to craft policy that he sells. You're talking about Trump. Trump everybody that? is. Um, either he or the people that help to craft the policy, uh, they don't, they do not aspire to be That's isolationist. By the way, I lost my train of thought because that guy talked about Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to, but I can't hear it. More interesting. I think at least they're not yelling. I think that's important. Right. And if it's a black dude in the one group of nine white people that they will listen to him no matter what, I have to agree. Just this week. <laughs> Just this week. Not when I go home. Not not later this week. No, like, yeah. what the fuck was Jerome talking about? Where is John? Where the fuck is John? Who the fuck is John Rule? He's juice. So, it's our week today. We have a whole two episodes within 24 hours under our belt. Respect. Respect. I think this looks actually really good. It's not bad. Video I mean, it doesn't suck. The it's lighting better, is it's not better bad. now that it's darker. I agree. I think the camera would be better if we had light. Like I said, um, you look very uh, professional in your setup. Yes, I, right. I lived in a bunker. And I was like, 
there were shades of there was like mist <laughs> or shades of all kinds of gray and black or it's choppy and digitized you could still hear me because you ordered a new good, lighting good, system good mic but i was in the bunker so. but you ordered a new lighting system because i did i got a, i got a very inexpensive ring so um next time i'll actually put some effort into how i look on camera and uh what we should do and i keep saying it we should get our our next guest on the docket if i could say all right we're gonna do it like Wednesday. We're gonna bring in the um, CFO of a major company. Wednesday or Thursday, if next week. Or yeah, if we want to do a, a, a call. I may not be here at all next week. So you're you're out for all of next week. Probably. Okay. I kind of want to spend time with the fans. Why don't you let me know when you're gonna be back? By Friday. Cool. So Saturday next or Sunday. Weekend. Yeah. And then we can try to get something on the docket, whether it's an in-person interview or we could do a Zoom. We'll zoom it out. I want either John, I want Neil. the CFO. The CFO. <laughs> yeah, the CFO would be awesome because he's a religious CFO. Um, Neil, yeah. whatever the fuck you got to talk about is fucking his car. Living in the woods. <laughs> Smoking weed in Winnebago in the woods. I never knew that. He never told me. <laughs> but he and I are pretty good friends too. And I was like, wow, okay. That's yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit that you made out well, of. I knew that he was like getting on and stuff in college, but it was such a small, like, here and there kind of thing that I never, I never thought about it too much. We're just living in the woods now, where he told me like he can't grow fruit. Yeah. Okay, I live in the woods, bro. There's animals that can eat that shit up. It is a really good idea. That's what he told he me. Lives in, <laughs> I, I was there. A nature he, preserve. No, he lives in a neighborhood. And his, he just has a lot of rodents. He has a lot of like rats and squirrels. And I stuff. pictured this fucking nature preserve right out his house. No. And I'm like, oh, you live in the middle no. of it. I know what that He just is. has like probably an acre and a half of yard and just has a ton of rodents. He mentioned that he actually like has a bunch of like rabbits and squirrels and stuff, and his dog regularly kills them and brings them to him. And I'm like, save one of them rabbits. I'll cook it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, rabbit is a, uh, a Louisiana delicacy. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. I would definitely eat some rabbit. Yep. It's not that bad. Actually, you know, my next order, shout out to um, Wild Fork. Not a sponsor. Poor Lauderdale, baby. Shout out. Um, that's the closest store. It's all like flash frozen, really, really delicious meat and other stuff. But I've only gotten meat from them. Um, they sell uh, beef heart. I'm not sure if you ever had that, but apparently it's like a I've cross hard before. I'm not, not sure if it's deep a cross between a kidney and a steak. There's some fat on it, so if you want to like roast it, you could do that. You could put it in the slow cooker. But what the Argentinians do is they put it on a, a spit with vegetables and they grill it. Argentinians like, grill everything. 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 Right? Argentinian steakhouse is grilled. Every fucking part of the animal. Every meat you can Everything imagine. Everything you can imagine. They'll, they'll grill brains. Everything <laughs> is great. Sweet bread sausages um, and chorizo. I got some chorizo this past time. So I'm excited to try that. Argentinian? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Was it good? I haven't had it yet. Wow. Still frozen. I got that. Skirt steak, some salmon. and Best chorizo? Some steak. That I have. Had. 
I love Colombian chorizo, but I think the Spain one just has a little edge on it. Colombian chorizo is fucking amazing. I'm surprised. I'm surprised to hear you elevate elevate the old world. It's fucking amazing, but from the old world, a Spain chorizo is fucking fire, bro. Fucking absolute fire. Now that being said, the best grillers in South America are Argentinians. The boys. I, I have to give that to them. The boys. The the tweet came out is which one's better? Is it a Colombian empanada or is it an Argentinian empanada? I'm Colombian empanada ten days out of ten days out of the week. But my second favorite, of course, is an Argentinian empanada. So it was a great fucking question. Super Rico. It's We're totally coming back. Two different types of stuff. That? that was a year ago. Super Rico. Super Rico. Super Rico was the... Um, Please tell me because I don't even remember. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the Colombian place downtown in the parking garage. Oh, my God. I took my dad there. How was it? Dude, he loved it. Perfect. I go, Dad, we got to try all these So there's like two beers on tap. One of them's higher. We went I'm to like, Super I'm like, Rico. I'm like, I'm in. Now, across the street from the fire yes. station. Colombian. I took my dad there. Gangster. I took my dad there. That's all we had is Epinatus. <laughs> I took my dad there. That's like, dude, we gotta try Epinatus. He, he tried a traditional dish and he was impressed. Okay, so there's he, there's he, more to the menu. There's he some try, okay, he cool. always goes for traditional shit and mm-hmm. see the legit. Do you remember what you guys had? Passed it. I can't remember his traditional dish. Obviously, we ordered Epinatus mm-hmm. and uh, I took pictures and I showed my mom. So we had chicken, we had the guava with the cheese and the beef. And I think my favorite was the guava. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> my mom now makes like extraordinary fucking hipster type of panadas. That's right. It's her business, right? Style. Yes. And they work. How do I order? Like, how do I get some? All right. I'm going up there this week and I can bring like, let's say. Bring um, a few for us to review. On the we show. can review ones for free, but like, let's say you wanted like 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I'm trying to take My wife her to. would lose her mind if I presented her with Juan's mom's empanadas. They're fucking. <laughs> yeah, just, just find out how much. Restaurants buy her shit. And now she has four restaurants that, that is incredible. on her menu nonstop sell her empanadas. Entrepreneur. So, baby. how do you sell the same shit that another restaurant sells? I, get, I don't know. Well, Maybe you could get a different oil. It takes a lot of TLC to make it, you know, to get to that point. It's nuts. Maybe maybe it's cheaper just to buy somebody else's quality product and resell it for a product. Oh, it's absolutely cheaper to them, but at the same time, there is no fucking way they're matching the flavors and the and I don't know Straight if it's corny as like love, but like you're not matching a homemade mom and panada versus some shit that a Four dollar an hour cook is making and trying to grind in the kitchen. Yeah. Like she has a she has a commercial kitchen now. Yeah. Just for yeah, these products, all stainless steel, yeah. all touch. Viking. She asked me to look up bone cutters. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like so, yep. she had she has a pork empanada that's fucking fire. Is it ground like or shredded? Roast. Yeah, totally shredded. Shredded potatoes. I need that. That's something oh my that I God. need. The, 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 the vegetarian one, it's just quinoa. Are there, I are there any other veggies in there? Like it? No, who the fuck is the world in order that shit? You people eat all kinds of crazy we, stuff. I don't exactly. <laughs> I like, I'm like, even out of our people, oh, we might be disgraced about this, but it was delicious. The Hawaiian style. 
which is like pork with pineapple and shit. Or absolutely got these spoiled. And her newest one, I can't think of. She did mention a new one that I was like, oh wow, those are like pretty bad. Yeah. I just pointed out at my favorite pizzeria in Orlando, and they got the green. Red. They got the Italian flag as a You cannot light. stop. We're going to take a picture of that because that's pretty <laughs> fucking amazing. Well, you know, the building's not going anywhere, and obviously the business is still open, so that's a thrill. Yeah, I was really, really proud of my mom. I'm like, I can't believe the amount of competition. You sell to basically the only people that sell this type of food to mm-hmm. each other, and they all sell the same shit. I want to have empanada off, and that's Super Rico versus your mom. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, Super Rico style was delicious. Yeah. I was like, this is a contender. Their crust is different. Yeah. But let's do that because I would definitely do that. We're going to have. Here's the only thing is that it's only fair to have them freshly made, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to bring you a frozen style. So we go to Super Rico and get them like a takeaway. We freeze them and then we. No, no, it's not worth it. That that would ruin. That would would be a (laughs) disadvantage. I was trying to level the playing. I think it would be that you order the Super Rico empanadas and then accordingly to how my mom says, hey, this is the best way to cook them in your home kitchen to compete. Yeah. Okay. And have them kind of ready for each other. Because it's not really fair because like one is making them, you're eating them fresh. My mom's as she gives are frozen. Yeah. Because she made them, but then she freezes them yes. for for restaurants right. to be able to present to their clients. They're absolutely fire. She's missing one license away that costs a lot of money in her refrigeration system for me to be able to promote and be a sponsor for us to sell it online, where you can have it delivered to your yeah, house. Here's, here's a direct line to the public. Yeah, no, I never had people. the direct light. We, we got, uh, <laughs> I would use it on all my new fucking accounts that I have. That's like, right. I would do it all day. This is our sponsor, but she can't because, like, where she is in, excuse me, where she is in Florida, Jacksonville has a lot of red tape. Okay. And the red tape that looked at her commercial kitchen is like, she estimated it's going to be like 20 grand worth of changes. It's a it's a lot of fucking money, bro. And it's not money that she just has to throw around. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Sponsor this shit, dog. We'll fucking put Joe Rogan face logos on empanadas if we need to. That would work. I'd be a part of that. I'll buy them. What's the buy-in price? Let's figure it out. This is where I need you because you're the fucking... I'll make an investment black for the long term. Long term, bro? Let's do this. My, my specialization is in food. So right now there isn't something that's built. Uh, I'll be instrumental in making things better if possible. It's, it's not always possible. It's only built to serve like five restaurants to Fine. their needs of this specific what are, product. What What are her aspirations? Does she want to serve twenty restaurants? Does she want to serve a hundred yes, restaurants? Yes, she, she wants to have a distribution center. She wants yes, to hire people. but it's that fucking license She's gonna need and some changes. It's that license <laughs> and changes. That she needs to be able to sell. Because if she was able to sell frozen products, I would be going to Publix, going to yep. other major yep. places that are players for me to get some refrigeration yep. space. Co-owner, like, 
marketing head. Exactly. So, I would go in there deep and I'd go in there hard. I'm like, what do you have here? What are we what are we taking out? This? What do you how much you selling? This shit. Come on, you selling this much of this? Like we sell this much in a day. We sell this much in a day at a restaurant. What are you talking about? And I've seen other Colombian espanadas at 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 at, at supermarkets and they're garbage. They're absolute not being biased, just being a hundred percent honest, they're garbage. It's sad because people just and yeah, they and don't understand what they could get. You know, even the right, if they don't eat them, they take up refrigeration space. Yeah, the right people. If the right people had the right resources, they could have so much more quality. Those people could have that much more quality. That's my point exactly. And hopefully, we get to a point where you can be brought in as that specialist for growth. I'll do it for free. Okay, I'll do it for free. I would love that because. I'll, her, I'll, I'll invest. <laughs> her, her product is fucking amazing, bro. Like, if you cannot beat it, I will back. There's no, there's. I've had a lot of, and surprisingly so, the one in Orlando was really it's good. good. It's good. Maybe my standards are low, but I went there with you, and you were like, "This is good." So, this is good. It was really good. Yeah. And However, good is perfect for there being no alternative or if that's the best you can get. No. It's just like my mom could sell that restaurant. Her I shit know. and they'd be like, all right, we'll switch. It's just like getting seafood in Florida, but in like the Gulf Coast, which there's a great, great, great market. There's a great, great, um, you get good seafood in like Japan. Better seafood is in Louisiana. Like properly cooked Cajun food. Seafood. Is it Gulf Coast food? Yeah. It's in the Gulf Coast. That's what I was asking. Like, What's that? So you're saying that like a Florida it's a, it's, city, Gulf Coast city doesn't cook that Gulf Coast unless, seafood as good as Louisiana unless does? You've got Louisiana, but that's the recipe. Unless you've got a Louisiana cooking. But that's the recipe. Sure. And there's a, a Cajun restaurant. Because I would, I would, I, like, not, I would debate that the Atlantic yeah. or the Pacific might be better in the quality of the food than well, the Gulf I Coast. I guess it depends on what you want. Uh, that's a good point. Because um, you probably can't get the best like tuna. The best, the best tuna sushi is not coming from the Gulf. No, it's coming from the Pacific. It's coming from like, yeah, it's like the deep, deep off the coast of Japan. Japan. Yeah, off the coast of Japan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where they breed those tuna like, to do the right thing. <laughs> Purebred tuna. Hashtag purebred tuna. Shout out to tuna auctions. Someone That's what I'm gonna order next. Tuna for like over a That's what I'm order next from Waterford. When I'm gonna get some some sushi grade tuna. When I was living the high life with ADT, yep. my go-to treat was high-grade sushi tuna. Yep. Yep. Dude, if you get it at places like Whole Foods or, or Fresh Market, it was Did fucking you get it, like, a treat. Into a like a bowl with some a little bit of like citrus, or did you have it shaved real was, thin? No, I would buy the tuna and do whatever the fuck I wanted yeah. with it, yeah. and it was. Beautiful color, these beautiful thick pieces, and it was always called sushi grade. Sushi grade. Oh my god, sushi grade tuna is amazing. So I I feel that world. I understand it, and it was well worth the price. Let's do it. Let's make some sushi. 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 I want you to try my mom's shit, man. And like, I'm excited. My dad's dream for her, and. He's trying to figure out a way to do it, and I would love to figure it out with him. Is to have an eatery 
small restaurant that just has like a daily menu that sells out every day. Mm-hmm. Like for example, that sounds corny, but a food truck is usually a good option. That is kind of the option, right? And that's kind of the way to go. But like Franklin's barbecue is that. Yeah. They cook as much as they can. for The, the lines start at seven in the morning. They don't open till 11. And every single day of the year, there's people waiting in that line. Nothing. And they sell out bad. every day. They sell out every day. Whatever they don't sell out of. My mom's chicken fucking chicken fucking no her her chicken empanadas are fire. Sure. But her chicken uh what's the Italian dish that's super famous? Marsala? No. The most famous one of all that's a that's a pasta big recipe. Spaghetti? Spaghetti This is the alcohol. What do you want from me? <laughs> what is it called? The most famous thick slice fucking Italian thing you can get is, and it's not Norman chicken. That's why it's so weird. It's beef. It's um, lasagna. Okay. All right. Exactly. My mom's chicken lasagna is bomb. Dude, it's not even bomb. Like Italian grandmothers will cry and be like, how? My wife's uh how the <laughs> fuck did you make this dog? How the fuck did we why did we choose beef? Like there is absolutely no comparison. I think lasagna's better when you eat Dude, you think, think it's good too as long as it's seasoned. Turkey, whatever the fuck you want. What if you have my mom's chicken lasagna? Chicken. It's another world, get dog. Get she get she, out of here. She will bring you to another world that you didn't know. This is DMT. She, you're talking to fucking aliens. <laughs> Dude, this is the most amazing fucking uh Italian. Make a pasta. list because I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna eat all this stuff. Dude, like what I'm saying is that. She has a lot of things that can be sold out every day by people who want to eat good. To me, it sounds like all you need is the ability to sell that in a, in an environment where you know that it's going to hit. Couple small chairs, I think, is the key, and just open daily, obviously. But like, just a few small chairs, maybe one or two tables. Ten thirty to two. Ten, that's exactly. Because my favorite lunch place at ADT in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. they only served until three, and all I ever bought was their chicken uh, curry sandwiches. Always sold out, but no one else made a chicken curry sandwich that I would yeah. go to, and it was a it was a small deli inside of an office building. So you had to like, you get in, you park, you get in there, you walk around, and it's the shit that like can sell out, and that sellout factor is such a big point like yeah, it's, like it's not just the fact that it's good it's, it's not something. mcdonald's or just that you know if you don't get there in the right time you're not gonna get what you want and did they sell out of a lot of other stuff too yes so other it's, it's always like a good quality correct obviously there's some stuff that didn't sell out but like what they were known for once you realize that they made it really well always sold out was it an indian family or, or it or wasn't business? they were middle east Okay, well, I mean, there's curry there too. So yeah. I, I figured they're a Middle Eastern family. 
in the bottom of um, what's the name of one of the paycheck companies? It wasn't no, it wasn't paychecks, <laughs> which is one. It's the ADP. It was in the office of ADP. It was in the office of ADP. Just to figure it out. Just to see what they're offering and shit. I mean, it's weird when you talk about money with like your boss or whatever, uh, what you're worth. Because a lot of the time, applying for another job gives you that. Yeah, and he's not, he knows that he's only going to be in the game another like couple of years. He's going to get out. Whether somebody gets hired to replace him or I replace him or what, I don't know. Or if I'm still with the same company. But he's like, let me show you something. This is something I'm not supposed to do. Here's what, you're much they would pay. Here's what you're making now. Here's what the market in Orlando pays people like you with your credentials. There's more. Pulls that up. There's more. Here's what you could be making in your current role with, say, if you got an MBA or whatever. And here's what your max would be if you did not get promoted and you, st- you stayed in the same position for another like five years. Here's the max that you could possibly make in this role. Were the numbers significantly higher? Yeah. So I'm like, shout out to your boss for yeah, doing that. Yeah, he's not supposed to do that. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> That's confident. a powerful move. I'm man. confident that nobody who listens to this podcast is going to say anything. <laughs> nah, hey guys, keep it quiet. Or even those who are. Uh, <laughs> keep it quiet guys don't be asked but that's just honor I think and that's loyalty and we go back and forth about that specific topic a lot um, but the bottom line is if you are not satisfied go do what's going to make you satisfied like you for example like go and do what's going to make you whole yeah you know I'm doing enough but I'm working on some other stuff we do this, it's not required, but it's making me fulfilled. It's working for me. Um, you know, going out, doing that Master Black Belt certification, that is going to open a lot of doors. Um, other things can happen. It's just a matter of time. But you got to work. And you got to say, this is what I want. This is, this is what's important to me, whether it's money or status or uh, family or you know, helping the mom build a restaurant or a food truck to be the best it can possibly be so you know that it's going to be successful. Like, now's the time. Hey, if you're interested the time. in investing, I'm going to bring a <laughs> bunch of shit back on my way back. Dog. And I'm going to bring it to your house. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, because here's the thing. It's not only she's proven that you can sell it wholesale to restaurants, I wanted you to do like, hey, this is a frozen version that you can cook at your house. Yeah. To see if we can get into Publix or other places. Well, unfortunately, I think it's going to be a recipe that sells for more money. And you're going to have to like keep that close to the chest for another like several years to really get the value. Build your own business and get by. I agree. I agree. Be a startup. I think um, I wanted, I just wanted to be at the startup phase. Like Florida has some loopholes. We're probably less than any other state, but um, in Jacksonville, there's a lot of red tape. Yeah. A lot. It's all Orlando. It is. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I had to deal with a lot of red tape in ADT at, in South Florida. I'm like, holy shit. Whether you live 10 feet away from this city fucking zip code, 
you're in a whole other level of red tape that we have to go through just to install an alarm system. <laughs> it's insane. Sense. It's insane the amount the, of difference the environment, the environment where you can be the most successful very much depends on the politics there. And so what it sounds like you're saying is there's requirements that are unique to that area, or at least they're specific enough that she can't she can't change them on her own. If she did business somewhere else, maybe it would be easier. Correct. So there's that's people. On her own, I'm going to have to go face to face with a lot of people, which I would be down to. But like this is a separate lobby. project. And, yeah, exactly. You it's lobby. You got a lobby at the city council. Or I'll lobby a whole bunch of those fucking creative fucks. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. They might be nice people. They know? might be nice people, but I don't feel like you guys are. So I'm gonna come hard at you. I know. I know that's how you feel. I'm gonna make you, you think remember, about life. You gotta remember, like sometimes the only things that are standing in the way of change are people that say it's the way we've always done it. That's the worst. I don't know if that's, that's the worst. If, if that's the case there, but usually that's that is the case. Oh, it's, absolutely. It's the, it's the way we've always done it, and no one's ever asked to, for this to be changed. Uh, I'm gonna ask a whole bunch of questions you've never heard before in your life. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that my parents have asked that, and some of the responses were just money-based responses, and well. Some of them are just too much for some of the changes that they require. Because you think that's, that's, that's the price of admission. That, that's also subject to change. It's been that way for so long. It's worked so well for the city that they don't want to change it. You could pass an ordinance that lowers the cost of those requirements or eliminates them altogether. That's a political campaign. That's some deep shit right there because, like, it could be a change. It's because no one has challenged it in a way that is real. I feel that way. I'm like, let me challenge whatever they're saying. Why, why do you do it this way? Because that's the way we've always done it. Nope. That's, that's not a good answer. No. <laughs> There's a better a way answer. to do it. I'm going to fuck you up if you ever come at me with, like, this is why we've always done it. It does not fly. It, it does, does not, not carry fly. any water. It does not at all, it's and it should always be beat. Yeah. No, nothing's ever conquered. I feel like she's kept me because that's not my true passion, and I wanted to be at some point because I'm like, use me, unleash a bulldog. What's wrong with the family business? Unleash a Rottweiler. I would love it. It'd be multi generation. She starts it, you carry it forward, dude. She has a business partner. So that business partner is the other half of the brain. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And they may not be as keen aggressive and as keen as they I just, am. They just want to do it to, to cover costs and a little bit of it. Why you have another job and all this shit? I'm like, listen, like, you are literally... This is what you're passionate you're, about? Make it yeah. your full-time job? Give it your full attention? And it's going to blow up. That plus what you make... People that their passion in life is about making food gave up on these recipes maybe. and said, let me use yours. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. I suck. Okay. I love this is, cooking this is, so much. Because you put so much I opened a restaurant on this cuisine, but this part of the cuisine, I gave up on my own recipes because I ate yours and there's no way I can compete with yours. So what I did was take yours and added it to our menu. 
which is what a bunch of restaurants have done. So it's like, we can't do it better than they can, but we'll buy from them and sell our property. There's a way to change that into selling into wholesale. White your, your biggest you need white people. <laughs> That's right. Your <laughs> biggest customer could be like Costco. Yes. If that's the goal. That to actually sell, wasn't a goal, but I agree with you. 100,000. I agree. That's our goal. What's it going to take to get there? Okay, we need a big box store. Great. Exclusive We're content. Air fryer re uh, recipes. Exclusive. Oil and oven. Boom. Done. But she doesn't have that, but like, we no. can do that. Easily. Yeah. Right? With, the, with, all the, of them. with the recipe and the experience, all she needs is a place to do it. So get somebody to fund the the production line, get the contract, you know, prove to somebody that it's the best possible product they can get for the price, and then make it a 10 year contract to be done with it. Exactly. That would be dope. <laughs> that would be absolutely fucking dope. If, if the product is that good, it should sell itself. The product is that good. It's just about getting what you just said, like a contract for that long. Even Costco is like, hey, we'll give you the three things. Like Starts no, small. no one Starts ever small. gives you the air fryer recipe time. Starts that doesn't exist. I look you at can, everything. I mean, you can invent it. burritos. I look at everything. You can you can start that. With I have like eight burritos. That guys, I'm gonna do burrito reviews, frozen and mostly air fried. So those are coming soon. I'm going to tie it to this podcast. Oh, great. Because I feel that no one does that. There's Nobody. a lot of frozen foods and a lot of foods. Your boy Dan does, does frozen pizza, but not other frozen foods. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing Try frozen shout pizza. Out, you guys. I've been doing <laughs> frozen pizza reviews for a long time. I just didn't put them up, but I have them. And They're back in the, the vault. I feel like Dave, that's not his thing. It, it should be live reviews. That's a specialty. I did not watch one frozen pizza review. Not one. Except for the Orlando one. So, he did do the company from Orlando. And I watched that and I respect to Orlando. Detroit style. Detroit style from Orlando. And guess what? He fucking loved it. The rating they got was absolutely insane. That's what's happening with That means it must be really good. That must be really good pizza if you are getting that. Okay. I'm going to throw you a curveball. Right. Really good frozen right. pizza. Right. When you get back from your uh, sabbatical, saying what's up to your bro and thank you for your service and enjoy your time. Um, let's do a, a real time. Let's figure out what the best um, like live streaming format is. And we can pick a review. Pick a food like you're talking about and do one of those as a part of a show we can we can lead in with that and then we can switch over and do one of these more traditional type of like a Next frozen food together. that we yeah. make yeah because you're talking about yeah, yeah, pop yeah. it in the air fryer man with the the, the directions that you're going to provide so this is the what we found to be the, the appropriate cooking time and temperature etc no one has no air fryer and temperature so you you see and the air fryer is a part of every kitchen you see a void you fill that there you go. All right, so we gotta get going. This has been bonus content. We've been here for what, three hours. Shit. Fuck yeah. Well done. Um, we got women picking up the chairs fully and hardly versus the old guy that just dragged that shit. So shout out to women. Just trying to be polite. 
and considerate. And she's amazing. She picked up every fucking chair because they're cheap. Yeah. And then we had some guy that just dragged fucking metal and cement. He was way older than she is. This has been the bonus. That means he didn't fight in any wars. That motherfucker hit. Maybe Vietnam. No, he, he didn't he fight in that, the goddamn thing. Yeah, he was that old, but he he hit. People needed fighters. That guy fucking went directly to the bases. I don't think he said a word of English, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was, he didn't fight. Maybe, in the maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the bonus content for episode twenty-four. It's our week today. Stay woke. Yeah, we, said, we said woke. it before. We really do appreciate everything that you guys pay attention to and do for us. Uh, spread the word. We're up to what three hundred and thirty listeners in uh, 19 states and 13 countries jesus christ shout out um yeah, i gotta love get you guys yeah we love you guys um we gotta get home because they're about to have the riot police come through the curfew is going to be at 10 o'clock so we gotta get out of here yeah we gotta get the fuck out many thanks to hourglass brewing for uh, taking our money amazing free, <laughs> and the free glasses they gave us and keeping us socially distant from all the other people that came and left you know them. what i respect that i didn't yeah. even realize that yeah, so Apparently. Even the people that don't know how to lift up a chair, they were pretty far Let away. It go. No, fuck <laughs> that, dude. Who does that? Who just drags a metal chair in cement? Go fuck yourself.